Wait, you've been paying money to record this podcast? No, no, no. I mean, like, I pay people to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's pretty good. Yeah, how genius. Much, how much do you... How, wait, how, wait a minute, I was going to say how much do you charge, but how much do they charge? Um, <laughs> What's the going rate for, it's a, for usually, a listen? It's usually a hundred bucks wow. uh, to listen to the first two thirds, but <laughs> apparently I get a discount if they get to kick me in the nuts. What you're telling me is that um, the thieving Welshman, which is two shots of vodka and sugar-free Red Bull, mm-hmm. our signature drink here on the podcast, uh, doubled with beer, uh, and not good beer, uh, Tui's Extra Dry. Well, it's not bad beer. It's just not, not the worst beer, but it's not great beer. Yeah. Uh, you, putting those at the same time together in your mouth is not good. No. Not a good taste. And I could have told you that before you did it. Yeah, but I don't trust you. I don't really trust me either, but when it comes to alcoholic beverages yeah. of a fun nature, yeah. that's not fun. That's probably and that's probably your area of expertise, isn't it really? Getting like, drunk, yes. If there's one if there's one like field, if I can call it a field. <laughs> I do I do have round glasses on and I do I do get you to call me Professor <laughs> off air. I feel like with those glasses on I ought to treat you with like a certain amount of dignity that Probably is not is not warranted. No, it's never warranted. But um, yeah, I think I think alcohol is your area of expertise. Uh, yeah, you could you could definitely say that uh, I like a snifter of brandy at Christmas time. <laughs> by snifter of brandy, you mean a keg of beer weekly? <laughs> I take it by the quart. I take my whiskey by the quart. <laughs> uh, it's sadly true, folks. No, uh, so your bookshelves. Like mm. we're recording at your house this time, uh-huh. and your bookshelves are running a bit bare. Now, I've yes. got a couple of theories on this. Okay. Number one, like because this was like a, a library before. It was, it was almost like a study that you'd see in those old uh, English television programs where someone's like puffing a pipe in the middle and talking about Wittgenstein and stuff. I think that's where I was going for, yeah. Uh, now, half of the shelves are now bare, mm-hmm. and I think that you are no longer an intellectual. <laughs> I think that you have to turn your card in. I don't think I don't think intellectuals carry a card. I think it's actually a book. Like it's like one intellectual book that they whip out and say, "I'm an intellectual." See, I've got a copy of Aeschylus, so therefore I'm an intellectual. See, there you go. You even know the name of the book. Yeah, I didn't know the name, <laughs> but uh, it looks like you've 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 turned your card in mm-hmm. or your book, and you've burnt it along with all your other books you've burnt. I like burning books. Uh, it's a fun time. Shouldn't have got you that uh, copy of Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I was... 911? 911. That's yes. it. Yes. What a delightful romp. Yes. Seems to be recreated in America, but moving on. <laughs> you see, you see, there was going to be hints after that. <laughs> I was going to subtly place a couple of nice little cherry picked and you just went there. I just look... I no, just, see, you're not an intellectual anymore. No. But seriously... I wh- can't make this kind of jokes anymore because I'm not intellectual and all I care about is celebrity news. So I don't even know what's happening in America. All I know what's happening in America is that those Kardashians are up to no good again. What with their family that have the same surname? And I can't keep this pretense up. I don't know anything about the Kardashians. I don't even know who you're talking about. I think one of them's married to, like, Drake or something. I don't know who that is either. You know, Drake. Drake. Famous, uh... Duck? 
guy. Some sort of yeah. duck. He's a duck. He's a, he's a rapping duck. <laughs> a rapping duck. Oh, I kind of want to see that, actually. Yeah. Yes. What? A renowned renowned beauty is married to a rapping duck. Because it's no. 2016. Oh, okay. She got robbed recently or something? She did get... Actually, I know that. I, I knew that because that happened in the mainstream media. Not the not the celebrity. I media. remember looking at it and mm. thinking, I don't know who this person is. Because mm. I, I really don't keep up with any of that news. I learned to tune it out when I was in Japan mm. because Japan have this idol culture. Yes. And it is infuriatingly stupid. Mm. And I learned over my time there to tune all that stuff out. And mm. I got back here and I kept tuning it out. So, you it's know. Probably a good thing. In yeah. my mind, mm. Warney is just a good bowler. <laughs> That's it. He, he, he's not some sort of. Um, what, like sexually depraved philanderer philanderer is the nice way of putting <laughs> what Warney is uh, Shane Warne uh, famous cricketer yes. even famous uh, uh, tin twinder twinder tinder tinder profile yes Twin- twinder sorry <laughs> twitter and tinder that he was loves a- the twinderers I, I'm really look I haven't dated I've been married I've been with the same person for 11 years mm. It's and probably a good thing. It's yeah. It, it took me out of the game. I have not been a participant in the game mm. for a very long time. Look, I just I met Meg right before Tinder was a thing. Mm. I'm really glad because I don't know how I would would cope in this but, but Tinder would you, society. Would you have gone on the post Tinder world that we? Live I want in? to call it Twinder now. <laughs> Twinder. <laughs> oh, let's call it Twinder because it's funny. But if would you have gone on there? Like, if, if you heard about it and you go, oh, it's this new dating site where you can hook up with people, would you have gone as your mm. single self at the time gone, uh, mm. not having much luck out there, maybe I should just throw them a bone? Maybe. Or a bone Because Because here's... Okay. So, um, in a hypothetical scenario mm-hmm. where I never met Meg and I'm still single, would I use Tinder? Um, I think I would. And I'll tell you why. It's because I have very little going for me, but I have a nice face. And I think, from what I know about Tinder, yeah. it's it's you're judging people purely on superficial terms. You're just looking at their photo. This is why this is, this is my imagination of what Tinder is: is you see a photo, yep. and you go, "Yep, swipe one way," or if you go, "Nut, swipe another way." And then and then apparently you like you know have sex or something based purely on like that one superficial. It seems a lot easier than glance, when I was young, you know. So I think I would probably fare fairly well on Tinder. If there was anything in Tinder that, that I guess would drill down into my actual personality, mm-hmm. if people would actually get to know who I am as a person, mm-hmm. then it would definitely, you know, go very poorly for me. Um, but, yeah, I've got not, not much else going for me apart from my looks. So I think, I think Tinder would probably be a good a, a winner for me. Based on my understanding of it, which admittedly is poor. So, but you wanted a long-term relationship then, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, I, I've been... So basically, you would have gone to this place looking for the wrong type of relationship in the wrong type of place. Yeah, I've... You know, I'm, I'm a man. as I'm a human being, of, sort, of course. But yeah, in the end of the day, I probably would have tried to, like, twist it into some sort of, like, long-term thing, I guess. Because here's a little, little known fact about me. Never had a one-night stand. I'm not that guy. You know? I've always been a relationship dog. I don't, that's a joke that no one will get um, but yes I, so so yeah I think Tinder would probably end up ultimately a poor choice for me but I probably would have given it a whirl because at that point I was I was pretty much you know ready to try anything really yeah so um, I don't know like I yeah. probably it's the kind of thing I just don't know I've never really done internet dating before because mm. it was um, not really a thing like back when it was it was possible when we were younger certainly 
but yeah. it was not reputable. Yeah, it, I think there's always been... I think there still is a bit of a, a suspicion about online dating amongst the general populace. And now, and now catfishing, which I do know about, mm. is a thing. What's like, wait, wait, what back? What's catfishing? Catfishing? Oh god, no! I really don't know how to explain it in proper terms. It's like where you s- you deliberately tell someone that you're someone else, and then you go to meet up with them, and you're totally not that person or something. Oh, like. so you mean like like deceit? Yeah, I'm mean, scam. <laughs> it's it's a scam. Like you can just scam people, and then like you rob them or something. That's how I would play it. I don't see any other reason to catfish someone. I probably did not explain catfishing very well. I'm sorry. I, I, I've only re- read about these things. Okay. I've never experienced them or like... I only have like third-hand knowledge about okay. them. This is this is what being in a, a long-term relationship sounds like, by the way. Yeah. You just it's it's quite with... sad. Because, okay, imagine, imagine how, like, I'm going to say, how fucked we'd be if we were suddenly forced... Into the game again. If we were suddenly at this point in our lives, we would, we would, we would drown. We, you know, we yeah, would... but not in the not. We wouldn't be drowning in pussy. That's no, no, for no, sure. no. We'd we'd drown in our own tears of of loneliness because we would have no idea. I I don't know how to play the field anymore. It's I mean, been I, too I, long. I, the thing is, you don't know how to because it's been too long, mm. and I never have. So, so, you know, between us, I think the only option left is to marry each other. Really, at that point, <laughs> this is is this where this has been ending. Like, this is where this podcast is going to go. We're going to keep doing our podcast for so long. Our wives are going to get sick of us. They're going to divorce us, take our children away from us, and the only thing we're going to have left is each other, and we're going to have to get married because that's what society wants. Yes, and that'll be my ultimate goal. I've been playing the long game. (laughs) Yeah, long game since 1980-fucking-nine. That's pretty long, Rob. When I met you that day at school... uh, When we were in grade grade two or three. three, And I I looked at him and I thought... That guy's marriage material right there, folks. <laughs> He's reading an Asterix book. <laughs> That's right. That's the kind of man I want with his strong Asterix comic book holding arms. <laughs> Hold me tight at night. And, my, and the stubbies I would have been wearing at the yeah, time. That's right. Stubbies are very short shorts that they make you wear in, in schools during summertime in Australia. Yeah. Yes. They have a little zipper pocket at the front, which you're not allowed to play with. <laughs> Don't, don't play with that. Go, go. Zip, 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 zip. Because it's just a couple of couple of inches away from, you know... You know it sounds like they're dressing up in, like... fiddly bits. It's from, uh, the way you make it sound is yeah. that, like, that, like, teachers are forcing... Pardon me, forcing students to wear, like, really revealing clothing. <laughs> with, that like, was not my intention. With, like, zippers and studs and kinky... And, you know, you know, maybe you're not wrong, but... You know, okay. I really hope I am wrong because yeah. I, I remember the, the the kinds of teachers that we would have had. These are this is back in the eighties, and these are yeah. people who were the outcasts of society, old enough to have lived through World War Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a, as multicultural as Australian was, there were quite a lot of teachers who weren't um, quite au fait with that concept yet. It's fair mm. to say they were racists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we went to a fairly progressive. Like, it was fairly re- progressive. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, when I was going to school in Sydney, when my primary school there, I definitely had uh, a teacher who uh, could be described as yes a racist. Yeah, because I mean, like like we've said before, not right now. overtly, just subtly. You know, just mm. um, Asian kids should sit at the back and not talk. Was yeah, because made I mean, even you know like seven year old me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so that's not good. Making seven year olds uncomfortable. That's not that's that's no way to be teachers. <laughs> Lift your game. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, because Sydney is more of a representative, I think, of real Australia. Canberra is like, ex- exists in a bubble where 
and we think that this is what the rest of the country is like, but it's it's definitely not. No, we're very um, we're we're very sort of like educated and liberal in our in our views, and uh, outside of Canberra, it's a very different very different country. Uh, yeah, we sit on our high horses. We're arrogant, mm-hmm. stuffy. Yeah, we think we control everything when in fact we control very very little. Yeah. So we, we live under the illusion that places like Monica and Kingston are really cool. Um, and, yeah. And we wear cardigans when we go to work. And we ruin, Okay, I have never crossed the cardi line. And we ruin is, people's lives with our evil public servant machinations. That, that bit's true. Yeah. But I will never wear a cardigan to work. I will not cross the cardi line. Yeah. Because that's when you're lost. That's <laughs> when you have gone full Canberran. I think, to be honest with you... I, full public I haven't servant. seen someone wear a cardigan in my office... I think ever, but what people... I've seen you wear one. Yeah, but that, that's because I'm, you know, I'm a bit out there. <laughs> but um, I think I think um, the real public servant uniform, if there is one, is a black suit. It's a black, you know, a black like two button suit from Lowe's uh, with you know a white shirt. Yeah, ill fitting, mm. um, like and uh, bad shoes, and you've got like a like a an ugly tie. Everyone over the age um, of 45 has yellow teeth because they drink way too much coffee. Yes, because we're on frequent coffee breaks paid for by the taxpayer. Um, and when we get back to our desks, I don't know about you, but what I do is I open a phone book to a random page, mm. close my eyes, and I land. I just put my finger down, stab my finger down at the page, and yeah. whoever's name I land on, mm-hmm. I, uh, I do my best to ruin their life. Yeah, no, I, I, I make I send them standard a, public service yeah, procedure. Really, I send them a letter saying you owe the government money or your business uh, is illegal. Which is funny or... because that's not even what your department does. No, I just do it for fun. You put you put in the overtime. Yes, to make everyone's life just that little bit more worse. Yeah, that's what I do. That's, a, that's what public servants are for. We do it quite well. As yeah, well. you are listening to Game Life Balance <laughs> Australia. I am AC, and I am joined by a uh, good friend and future life partner. Uh, Robert Rob Bailey. Hello. And this is Stream of Nonsense, episode 20. That's so right. every five episodes, uh, we just go nuts. We just have a conversation. We see where it takes us. We were legitimately worried before we started up that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And uh, apparently now Rob and I are betrothed. <laughs> That's right. Which is usually yeah. how conversations go between couples. Like, you know, <laughs> if, if the woman stays silent long enough, the man is eventually going to say something Really, really dumb. Like, yep. will you marry me? Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how it works, ladies. If you want, if you're sick of your man, you know, he's hanging around like a bad smell. You've been in a long term relationship for ages. You want to, you want to tie the knot. You want to, you yep. want to get this cow to the dairy. No, Maybe that, that's been... probably the wrong metaphor. <laughs> you want to. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh god. Uh, what you do? So you've you've been buying magazines, jewelry magazines, leaving around the house. You're dropping hints. That hasn't worked. Uh, just, just give them a silent treatment for yeah. like you know months, and then eventually they'll propose to you because they because men love the sound of their own voice. But even eventually they'll say they'll run out of things to say, and they'll just say the first thing that you know they'll they'll string a whole bunch of random words together, mm. which will be, "Will marry you, me? <laughs> will you?" It's just like the thousand monkeys, me with a thousand typewriters. Yeah, <laughs> and eventually that sequence. <laughs> That improbable combination will come up, and you'll say, oh, I guess, and, and before you know it, the man will be going, hang on a minute, I don't remember asking this question. <laughs> then it's wedding bells. Yeah, yeah. Did you actually have bells at your wedding? With no, because we had an outdoor wedding, remember? You were there. I was, yeah. You I was MC'd. a groomsman. <laughs> you MC'd I was MC'd at your wedding. At the reception. You were... 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we hadn't. Yeah, we didn't have a church wedding. We had an outdoor wedding. We had a you know we had a Christian wedding, but it wasn't in a church. It was outdoors. I wasn't allowed to hold the Bible because I burst into flames. <laughs> Somewhat true story. I wasn't allowed to hold the Bible. That part's true. <laughs> Sorry, I just <coughs> just dying over here. Don't die on me, Rob. <laughs> but if I die on air, imagine how. Our, our, um, our viewership would just skyrocket. Well, not very much <clears> because <throat> people don't view us, they listen to us. True. But if they could view us, imagine that. Oh, if people could see your death, we would definitely profit from that. <laughs> they tune in just to make sure that I was dead. <laughs> We'd be on the news. Uh, failed podcast duo. <laughs> failed <and> podcast. <laughs> and betrothed. <laughs> but uh, future div- betrothed oh, divorcees. Oh, dear. Life partners. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I love that bit in The Simpsons where he goes, you should talk to your life partner about this. And he goes to Mo. Yeah, Mo. Mo goes, I got to tell you, Homer, as your life partner, I feel very strongly about this. Yeah. I'm very worried about this or something. Yeah. That's great. That show's funny. We should, just, we should just do a podcast where we just talk about, remember that bit in The Simpsons? In fact, that's what we should call it. That's what we should call the show. They're, remember that bit in The Simpsons <laughs> is, the, is the podcast I'm pitching to you now. I know we do is reminisce on episodes of The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. Yeah. I, I just, I just, couldn't like I would listen back to these episodes and go oh I got the quote wrong yeah, oh yes. god I'm, so, I'm such an idiot I think I said to on the episode with Steve guest hosted that I imagine that your brain is basically just like like every episode of The Simpsons on, on loop you know like just it basically like, is yeah it is yeah. the one show because like I will watch a lot of I watch a lot of television um, I used to anyway I don't watch as much anymore this man loves TV but you know, there are very few shows where I can continue to watch over and over and over again. Mm. Um, I think it is fair to say that The Simpsons is definitely the top of that list. Especially the first uh, ten or nine seasons. Yeah. Seasons four to four to nine. Like the Golden Years. The Golden Years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I can watch those ad nauseum, and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, often I'll need a break between watching shows. Like, I've watched all of SG-1, Stargate mm-hmm. SG-1, and there are ten seasons of that. Yeah, there are over two hundred episodes of that show, and I've watched all of those at least four times through, I think, hmm. and select episodes many, many more. Hmm. Just because sometimes I just don't want to watch anything too taxing, and Stargate SG One is not taxing <laughs> on any of my mental faculties, so hmm. I just sit down and go, "Hey, hey they got different planets and they shoot people." <laughs> I tell you what, I have the opposite problem because, like, I the shows I really want to watch are often the ones that. For some reason, they're really harrowing, and like the movies I want to watch, you tend to be ones that are like quite violent and dark. Mm. And so, if I ever, if I ever get the opportunity, which I occasionally do, to just watch whatever the hell I want to watch for a solid few hours, I usually end up feeling very upset and sort of like just disgruntled with the world. You know, like mm. just I just feel quite like bad about humanity because just the stuff I want to watch, like my favorite genres for film, is like you know crime and war. You know, and then they, you know, you you don't tip through, yeah, tiptoe through those tulips very yeah. much, do you? Uh, and like my favorite TV shows are ones that like you know, it's sort of stuff like um, The Wire, The Wire. Um, on Netflix, watching you know, I really enjoyed Jessica Jones, um, Daredevil. Um, we're watching Outlander right now on Netflix, which yeah. is good, but it has very dark moments. Um, I think there are definitely times and places for those shows. Yeah. I don't have the time and place so much anymore especially the time Mm. and you know and when I do sit down to something I just kind of just kind of go ah like sometimes I really do want hard hitting stuff and sometimes I just want to relax and just let my mind turn to mush yeah 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 I I, I get that 
and I'd like, I don't know, like the kind of films I watch with my wife tend to be ones that are just like, just light comedy stuff. Mm. Um, we tend to watch whatever Disney stuff has come out recently. We tend to watch just like a lot of sort of like family movies and stuff like that as well. But I think that's a good, like, you know, to restore the balance from like whatever horrible war movie I, I've watched like last week. It's like, all right, well, now I'll watch, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I can't even think of something, but, um, it's good to have a, a variety yeah. though. Definitely. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I just like my danger is that if I get into something like that, I will often get fully into it, uh, and I will just Did I binge watch it. Yeah, binge watch it, and that's dangerous because I can't do that because like before I could do that until like you know five o'clock in the morning and go to bed and be horribly hungover the next day. Hmm. You only do that with a child. No. No, binge watching is something that you, you, it's, it's very rare to have the luxury to do it. Yeah, and it's irresponsible. Like I hate to say it, I have become one of those people that I hate. Mm. But you know, like you, you kind of have to put in the hard yards when you got a, a child. Sometimes and you just got to say, no, I just can't. I shouldn't get to bed at five a.m. after binge watching this, uh, you know, incredibly interesting and depressing show. Yeah, yeah, you got to you got to get up at because you got to be there for the kid, you know. Um, and you can't just leave it to your wife. You really, that's, you... that's a dirtbag move yeah um you don't want to be like because you hear about you know parents who are always hung over in the morning you don't want to talk to their kids and their kids feel really shitty about it mm, and you don't want to mm. become one of those parents no like you you just don't as much as you think it might be funny to do you, you would never do it after you have kids yeah see a lot of people i think who are single and don't have kids look at parents and they go, oh you know being a parent made that guy so lame He's so boring now. And, and to a certain extent, it's kind of true. But I think the reason for that is primarily because you, when you have a kid, you're like, okay, I've got to like put this kid first. Otherwise, what kind of person am I? Yeah. And that means doing things like going to bed at a decent hour so that when you wake up the next morning, you're rested so that you can deal with this kid and like put actual energy and, and you know, love and attention into it instead of just like being upset that you're awake. Because kids um, know when you're not, even when they're quite young, yeah. they know when you're not like putting in the hard yards for them. They yeah. can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. If you just go, oh, no, no, here's a toy, knock yourself out, kid. I'm going to go to sleep on the floor. Yeah, like, they'll they'll cry because they think, oh, there's something, something there's a disconnect wrong. here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and like yeah, just that sort of thing. Like you 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 make decisions that are good for the kid, and it just so happens that those decisions will make you appear to your single friends like. You're, you've, you know, you're not the same, you know, you've changed. But you're not, that's the thing, um, you have changed. But like, you know... For you're the st- better, probably, but, you know... But it's like that part of you, there's part of you that still wants to be that guy, still wants to stay up till, you know, four in the morning watching TV, or like, you know, go out on a, like, you know, carousing and... Well, you know, uh, we, we still get together every two weeks to get drunk and do a podcast, so... Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. There's still a bit of that in there. But we, but we do it at a sensible hour. No, we don't. <laughs> That's a lie. I just yeah. the only reason I can do this is because by the time I get home they're asleep. Mm. Or you know, by the time we finish at my house if we're at my house, they're asleep. <clears throat> but yeah, it is it is a luxury to do this though. And like it's probably something I can only ever fit in like once a fortnight, which is why we still do one of the reasons yeah. we still do the podcast is cuz it's a good excuse to actually get together and do something. Mm. Cuz if it was just oh we should get together every couple of weeks and play games, well there's we don't have to adhere to any schedule for that. Yeah. And the chances are We'd skip it. Yeah. We'd skip it and go, oh, I don't really feel like it. Or, ah, uh, oh, yeah, no, my wife's not feeling well tonight, so I might stay home. But when we have something where we have to yes, adhere to a schedule every two weeks, it kind of forces us to, you know, to, to socialize, get out and talk about stuff. Yeah. Which is, you know. And we never missed an episode good. yet. I mean, well, between us both, like, we've had that weeks off and stuff, but 
every fortnight an episode has gone up. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 20 episodes so far. and uh, yeah. I think there was only ever one we missed in the original run of the series, yeah. which we still took kind of seriously. Mm. We only ever skipped one week, which was... Uh, in, there, there were three weeks instead of two weeks, uh, which was because I had bronchitis and literally couldn't talk. Yeah, I think that was the one one time that... Those old episodes are up, though, in this... And by the way, if you do want to check out the original run of the show, they're all on the website. They're pretty um, good. They're not They're not bad. Um, some mm. of them... I wish we'd kept the games for the new run of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We didn't review... Like, we kind of have a habit of reviewing stuff we're familiar with and we know and we like. Mm. Uh, we reviewed some really terrible, terrible games. Yeah. Uh, Cultron 6-in-1, or the Real Players Pack, is yes. a classic, classic episode. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if, you, if you're sort of hankering for some more Game Life Balance Australia, then, yeah, go back to the, uh, the original episodes that are on the website and... Uh, yeah, enjoy those at your leisure, I suppose. Um, and that was that was when I was still like before you had a kid and before I had a kid as well, and we yeah. were still finding it hard to balance. Yeah, uh, games and life, which yeah. is an interesting topic because like we we call ourselves Game Life Balance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we do kind of skirt around the edges of how we balance our lives, but we never really get into the full minutia of how we actually achieve that balance yeah or try to achieve it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, trying to achieve is is um is the prime we, words there. Well, i think we hit it we hit the mark more than we miss it but uh yeah we get time for games yes which is and not all the time but some of the time mm. and you know, well, like listening to the american uh podcast game life balance us they have a system and like they would i don't understand it like yes so they they rate every week i've noticed They've started doing this thing where they hmm. rate their uh, success at game life balancing, at balancing their games and their life. But I think I know where you're going with this. I find this scoring method a bit opaque. Uh, because how well did you do at balancing games in life? It's like, how do I you scored rate- a nine. And it's like, well, wait, wait did, did, does that nine, nine times out of ten you were able to play the games? You got the balance right 90% of the time? Does it mean that does, does nine, there's does like, okay. Let me start again because I'm saying does like a lot. Does yep. a 10 out of 10 mean you played tons of games and zero mean you played no games? Or, or five does, out of 10 or means is, you got a perfect balance between yeah. two. Is it like, are we talking about a ratio here? Or are we just saying I did a good job at balancing these things? See, so you, you came to me earlier today and I said, I reckon we should steal something yes. from Game Life Balance US. Because, you know, I'm all about stealing good ideas yeah. and bad ones too. I'm basically all about that. Okay. <laughs> Thieving Welshman, right. Yes. Uh, and I was like, uh, what, the part where they hate each other? Yeah. And you went, yeah, you already got this down. Uh, but uh, when you ex- explained to me, I could not remember that part of the, the podcast. And mm. uh, when you played it to me, I went, oh, yeah, I remember that bit. But I didn't understand the way that they scored. Mm. Uh, because I would have a ratio, I think, is how I would score that. Okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be like a, a 9 out of 10. It would be kind of... Um, yeah, I kind of got a ratio of like uh, five to one, you know. Oh, yeah. I yeah. suppose it's very hard to think of a rating system for this. Well, Hack, but you, like, I think it'd be really difficult to be like, okay, I'd spent this many hours of the week with my with my games. Yeah, and I this, mean, if you had a one to, like, a one-to-one ratio of like games and life, that's not a good ratio. No, that's a bad ratio. That's an incredibly bad ratio. That's very badly balanced. Um, so how would you do it? Like, maybe ratio isn't the best idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're getting quite technical here, but I'm thinking... Yeah. I'm thinking that 
whatever scoring system we choose, whether it's you know, uh, you know, ten, you know, best out of you know, out of ten or out of a hundred or whatever it is, uh, star rating, whatever, it should be, it should be how well we've struck the balance in the last fortnight. I think so, yeah, that's where I, so, I I find that I can talk about striking that balance, but I can't perhaps give it like a numerical figure because okay, because like does because say say for example yeah. And we're kind of just brainstorming here on air, but why not? Um, I just love that idea that we're stealing this. Yeah. And we're probably giving it more thought than they are. No, I think I think we're actually probably upsetting them by like making it sound like they didn't think it through. But anyway. <laughs> Which um, is also our job. To upset them. Yes, definitely. I, ho- I really uh, kind of hope that they like it, like like put a copyright strike against us. They're stealing our ideas. So, to z- okay, so let's say, for example, you say, oh, this week, zero out of ten. Yeah. Does that mean that you played no games? Or does that mean that you play too many games? Like, I think the out of 10 system is doesn't tell you enough about... This what... is why I don't like the scoring system at all. I just think we should just talk about it. Okay, well, let's abandon let's abandon numbers. Yeah. And let's do what we've been doing already for the last 20 episodes. <laughs> and just talk about how we've been... How many games have, have you been playing a lot of games? Have you not been playing a lot of games? Yeah, I think that's... I think people can already get... Because we will actually say, Oh, man, I have not had any time to play it. And mm. sometimes we'll say, Oh, yeah, I actually got you know enough time to, to play games. But I think maybe this time what we can talk about is how we achieve that balance. Rather than the balance that we got, some mm. games, lots of games, no games, uh, busy life, busy kids. Yeah. We can actually talk about how we manage to fit in the time to do that. Because it's not yeah. just... It's not just... Um, release knockout gas into the room, <laughs> put Bob and and, uh, and wifey to sleep, and then go with a gas pump. Score! Mm. I can totally play Call of Duty now. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, though. I might, I might write that one down, just, you know, if I get desperate. On <laughs> um, no, because I, th- I, think, I think the answer to this is that we both have a pretty similar technique. It's just that we do it... At different times of the yes, day. Yes, I yes. This is yeah. this is something that yeah. Okay, you have the insane, stupid idea. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea. I think you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, my idea is is born out of the fact that that um. So I I used to do what you do. So let's let's be clear here. I used to stay up in the, at night and play games, which is a sensible thing to do. Uh, yeah. But my wife said to me, "I love going to bed with you. I find it difficult to get to sleep without you mm. next to me in bed." And if I stayed up um, and played games, she would she would wait up for me, um, and that would make me feel guilty, like I'm not spending time with her, um, that I'm you know ignoring her, and that she's basically lying there, whether she admits it or not, kind of slightly resenting the fact that I'm not in bed with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that didn't work. So staying up was no good for me because because of my wife's like. Um, need for me to be next to her in bed to be able to sleep. So I understand that part of the yeah. conversation and I don't disagree with you. I think that's a like that's a good reason. Mm. But the next bit is the bit that I don't get because I can't do. <laughs> the bit where you get up at the crack ass mm-hmm. time up. of fuck me o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm which I'm getting is five AM. Yes, five AM if I'm feeling particularly spry. Um, See, I don't feel spry until sometime in the early afternoon. <laughs> I've always been a morning person, though. Um, but I, I've hated you for it. Yeah. And uh, I tend to fade pretty rapidly after, like, the latest I can stay up and be coherent is probably, like, 11.30. After that, it all starts to shut down. Mm-hmm. And I start just thinking about leaving. Wherever I am at 11.30, even if it's at, like, a really awesome party, 
or something like that, I'll just be like, start thinking about, oh, I gotta go because this, I'm bored now. We I just sleep, you know. We just don't um, get invited to awesome parties anymore either. Though, no, so. I don't think I've ever been to one actually. But uh, what about wait, your wedding? Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Not awesome, but pretty good. That's all right. Um, it was yeah. this, this is real asshole him seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> bad jokes. Um, there were bad jokes, kids. <laughs> that was, that was, you did a pretty good job. Um, but no, uh, waking up at five o'clock to play games is just the only option, really. Because if I stayed up late, then my life balance is out of whack. And there's no other time. There's literally no other time. Uh, I, you know, I used to be able to play games on the weekend. Yeah. I have a child now, so the weekend is not... That's, you know, during the day. Any day of the week during the day is just a write-off. And that's probably the hardest thing. Oh, this is a tangent. But this is the hardest thing about having a kid. To me, anyway. Yeah. This is the part that I have felt most keenly the loss of. Sick days suck now. Sick days are not fun. When I when I used to have a sick day before I was a parent, I would be like, yes, awesome. I get to sit around on my butt, playing video games, watching TV, feeling crook. But, you know, it's just me time. It's just a whole bunch of me time. So, so you weren't chucking a sickie, which is mm. the Australian word for yeah. I am faking, I, I a... faking a, an illness to get off work. Yeah. Chucking a sickie. Yeah. Uh, you were genuinely sick and you liked it because you could stay home. Yeah. Sick. I hate being sick. Being sick, there's a good, there's I a good, hate it. there's a sweet spot. Like having a bad flu is awful, but having a <sighs> cold with a noticeable cough that you can like plausibly say to your workmates, oh, I can't come in. I got a cough. I don't want to spread it around. That's, that's pay dirt because you can just sit at home playing games, feeling, you know, a little bit poorly, but otherwise you've got, you know, 24 hours to just do whatever the hell you want, you know? I used to love that, and uh, now if I'm sick, I'm like, God damn it, because I like, it, I have to sort of like bargain with my wife to be to sort of be allowed to just sleep, you know, to yeah. be allowed to just sit in my in my bed in the bed and like lie there, and like you know, sitting on the couch watching TV is out because the t- the, the living room is kind of my baby's playground right now, um, and you know, I'd feel weird playing computer games all day with my wife dealing with the baby in the other room. So sick days now are kind of shitty. I don't I don't like being sick at all. I hate being sick because it's just zero fun. Um, you know, I I feel that very strongly that the loss I, of that. So you see, here's the yeah. thing. So last time I was sick, I did uh, like, and I hadn't been sick all this year. Basically, I'd taken a lot of days off because my wife had a difficult pregnancy, and then the baby was born, and all this stuff happened with the baby. Afterwards, mm. uh, like so, I've been having to go to Sydney a lot for um, uh, medical appointments for horizons. Mm, mm. Um, but in in the meantime, in all of this, I actually got sick for the first time this year. Right. Uh, I hadn't been sick in a while, but I had a like a throat infection or an ear infection or something like that. It was some sort of infection that I needed to take antibiotics. I wasn't allowed to drink, and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere near. Um, Maria or the baby. Right, you don't want to get them sick. Yeah. yeah. So I do actually have a television in my room. And it, and it has a Famicom hooked up to it. So I can game. I can sit there and I can mm. game to my heart's content. I found it utterly boring and isolating. So mm. I basically had what you would have loved to have had. Yeah, that would have been great for me. And instead, yeah. I felt I, I, I 100% Doki Doki panic and felt really shitty about myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't find it fun. Like, I just found it isolating. And I was like, oh, I just kind of want to go out and do stuff. But I can't go out and do stuff. Yeah. And, so I think you're more of a social gamer than me anyway. I am very much a social gamer yeah I like to play games with other people or even just have <clears throat> other people in the room commenting on what I'm yeah. doing yeah whereas I'm very much like like the opposite of that like I 
I like games because they detach me from society and detach and detaches me from like the cares of modern life if you will and I lose myself in in another world or in a task a mental mm. challenge or something like that um, and so I actually I actually really love the isolating aspect of, of games um, and that's probably why like most of my library of games on Steam is a single player stuff like when I when it comes to thinking of games to play with you. I always struggle to think of something because most of the games that I love and the games that I really love and that I feel really strongly about and I'm excited to talk about are not games that I can easily show you. But that's not a bad you know? thing. It's good that we have different tastes because it yeah. kind of brings something different to the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we, we if, if we just both like strategy games, we do strategy games and maybe the occasional like 2D platformer. Like Super yeah. Mario Brothers or something, but because like you play games for one reason and I play them for very different reasons, mm. it's good to have that sort of yeah. difference uh, in opinion. And I, and you know, it's good that I can come out and say, Rob, that game sucks. Enter <laughs> the Gungeon, that's a terrible game. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't. <laughs> I think it's trolling at this point, but um, <laughs> look, I uh, yeah, I think it's good that we do have that spread of of um, of interest. And like, you're you're more of a retro gamer. I'm more of a modern. Gamer, and I'm more I'd of say. an historian as well. Yeah, when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you love the 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 um, the hardware side of things as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think it's good. What we need though, we probably need a third person that likes sports games and racing games. You know, like someone to because that's something that you, neither of us have very much interest in. I can play sports um, games, and there are there are some good sports games out there, but they've yeah. got to be good. Yeah. Like, I have never played a good FIFA game. People have made me play FIFA games before and mm. say, this is the best one yet. And I go, no, dude, this is still soccer. <laughs> you can't soccer when my time I'll punch you. Soccer, soccer, soccer. I don't care if you call it football or not. <laughs> Look, he bounced it on his head just then. You want me to call it headball? And then I usually get hit. <laughs> <laughs> and they chant something over you. as they Because they, so- soccer fans love chanting things. Um, and killing people. Yes, they do. Murder is all. Uh, the, well, actually, I did play a, a sports game in the fairly recently, like the last couple of years that I enjoyed, which is the NBA, the 2K NBA game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. actually pretty fun. Like, I mean, I like I like basketball. It was one of the few sports I was interested in when I was um, a teenager. Hmm. So I understand, the get, I understand the sport of basketball more than a lot of others. Um, and I really liked NBA Jam, that old arcade game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I can play him. Yeah. I can play NBA. So Jam. I like basketball. I follow. I sort of follow what's happening uh, in the NBA 2K games, like 2K15, 2K16, etc. Is there a 2K16? Anyway, I'm not sure, but I think I, think I, there is I definitely play 2K15, and uh, and that was fun. I actually really enjoyed that. Like sports games. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad or that they're not fun. It's just something that I tend not to gravitate towards. Um, I don't seek it out. You know, but if someone's got a game that they're really passionate about and they're like, check, you play this game with me, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a hearing, you know? Um, See, if you, if you take away the sports aspect from these games, and I know that's very hard to do, you've basically got two teams and a ball and you do stuff and it could be anything. It could, I mean, if you made that ball into some sort of bomb or something like that, then you might think, oh, that game's really cool. Like that's more interesting to me because it's not like a real sport or it's more violent or something like that. Yeah. And uh, but the dynamics are still incredibly similar. So I tend not to think of sports games as sports games. You know, like representatives of the sport themselves. It's just a, just a different kind of game. It's a different kind of game that you can play with other people. Yeah. And like, I love rugby league, mm. uh, the sport. But rugby league games actually... 
I don't like playing them because it's like, oh, I, I forget how many rules that you have to adhere to. Mm. And trust me, folks, Rugby League does not have a lot of rules. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's a pretty simple game. Yeah, I mean, you uh, know, like, there, there, there is Rugby Union, the international version, where, yeah. you know, there are a lot more rules, so you can't beat the crap out of someone. And <laughs> Rugby League, let's just say, has less rules. It's more forgiving when you, you know, accidentally sort of, you know, knuckle punch someone. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's a, you wear your wedding ring when you play, so you can really, really scar someone up. It's a, it is a bit of a, a game for thugs, but... Um, it is. It is really much. And I enjoy it for that reason. Yeah, it's that, that is the one sport that I, I can say with confidence I understand thoroughly. Yeah. And I, like, when, when a, the ref makes a bad call or something, I know why. You know, and I understand, like why something's offside or, you know, like just the, the minutiae of like when it should be a line dropout versus, you know, when it's, uh, you know, yeah, these sorts of, these sorts of, yeah. um, but yeah, so a, a good rugby league game might be something I'd be interested in actually, but I don't think there is, I mean, do they make them? Are they, they do, are they, they do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've played some, uh, are they good? The earlier ones are better than the later ones because yeah. the later ones seem to still adhere to all the rules that they keep dropping because, mm. you know, people are suffering concussions and stuff like that. And just like American football, they're going, oh, maybe we need to dial some of this back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and rugby league was civilized uh, in the late 70s, mm. early 80s. Uh, before that, you know, they were mostly working class people who didn't get paid, mm. but were good enough to go or, you know, didn't get paid much, mm. but they were still representing the team on a national level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, these were people who would just punch on. Mm. And, you know, they would, you know, crack people's skulls. Mm. And you might get a week, a week suspension or something like that. And all of a sudden, these legends of the game, when mm. they instituted the civility, mm. were getting, like, six-month bans. And they going, mm. oh, I hate <laughs> this game now because I can't do what I used to do. Uh, they shot themselves in the foot. Basically, yeah. but it really, if it needed to survive, you know... In the late twentieth century, it really did need to be updated. There are there it does seem it is though, a thug sport. It does seem though that like every year they introduce a new rule to um, you know, attempt to curb some of the violence or to like, you know, make it a little bit safer for the players. Yeah. Um because people have like, you know, got very I think didn't someone get their back broken in a in a game like a couple of years ago or something like that? Possibly. I think someone got someone like was crippled by in a game of rugby mm. league. I mean Yeah, yeah, actually it does sound familiar. Yeah. From like a you know, like some sort of spear tackle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, spear, oh, spear tackles. Like, yeah, you see why they they'd be made illegal. Yeah, actually. definitely. It's just I don't know. I, to I our find American that... friends, it's it's like rugby, but it's kind of like imagine rugby. You mean gridiron. No, I'm saying I'm saying because Americans understand what rugby is. Okay. They don't, they don't okay. understand what rugby league is. I don't. Think. Yeah. It's like rugby, but with some of some of the. Imagine if you got rugby and you included some of the rules of gridiron, like the da- like the number of like we have limited downs in gridiron. Yeah. Or American football, there's limited tackles in rugby league. Very similar rule. You have you have six tackles uh, to try and get the ball across the the scoring line, mm. and if you the try line, um, and if you don't manage that, then you, it's a handover. Um, so very similar. There's, there's some similarities, but there's there. never a handover because you always kick the ball. Yeah, on, on then, the yeah, but yeah, I think and then you that, try and pick it up for another. I think six. they do that in American football as well. Like yeah, the yeah, last it makes one, sense. They, they kick. Yeah. They do the same thing. But there's no there's no helmets. There's no padding. Yeah. Which is a good thing and a bad thing because, like, if you don't have padding, you certainly know more of your limits, I think. I think they hit a lot harder in America. Yeah, they football. hit very hard. And because like, they, they oh my have god, the... you wear helmets, that's so weak. They're not weak at all. They hit a hell of a lot harder because they're wearing the helmets yeah. and padding. It's like in boxing, like I, I read 
well, not read. I watched a documentary about uh, Muhammad Ali, and they were talking about how in in a boxing match, when you're wearing gloves, you hit um, like a hell of a, a lot hell of a harder than you would in a bare knuckle fight because you don't have to worry about hurting your hand. Yeah, because you will break your knuckles yeah. in a in a bare knuckle fight, so yeah. you will tend to go soft enough yeah. that you can keep fighting. Yeah. But in, there are a lot less inj- like a lot less deaths mm. in in bare knuckle fighting. I think. Yeah, like in in, in God, I'm stuttering a lot today. Uh, yeah, boxing people, the matches they they do they do hit very hard. Um, so yes, I think it's a it's a it's not fair to American football to say that it's that they're like you know cowards for wearing no wearing they're armor. actually quite sensible, but they've yeah. taken it to the extreme of like hitting as hard as you possibly can, and yeah. that's why. They have so many problems with uh, they have brain their own injury problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. football is at at its best uh, a brutal sport. Uh, at worst, it's like you know. I can't believe we're cro- talking about sport. We just games. We should be talking about video games. I want to say just one one last thing about football, which okay. is that have you have you read about what medieval football was like? Medieval football. Like you should read read up on Wikipedia if you don't, listeners and Andrew, if you want to <laughs> really have a, a laugh. Medieval football was basically like a brawl between two villages. They would get a, they would go, okay, the church in my village is the goal, and the church in your village is your goal. I've got to get this pig bladder from my village to your village, and they would bring like sticks, batons, knives. Like if if their dad had a sword in the, you know, in the barn, they'd bring that, and they would literally have like a battle to stop the. Gets out the aggression though, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's like it was it was very tribal. People talk about how like football is so tribal now, but. Back then, it was like literally trying. It was literally like you know, <laughs> our village versus your village. That's um, um and right, the, so it's basically yeah. kill the deal with the pill. Yes, but on a, on a massive scale with weapons. <laughs> yeah, and you can understand why like the the kings of the day would pass these laws like no one shall play football, and you and if you didn't know what football was, you'd think oh that king's a real spoil sport, you know. But in actuality, like, don't was... go and kill the other villages because yeah. I depend on both of you to get my you know to get my grain and rice. Exactly, from. it was basically to stop a riot from happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, look that up because it's it's fascinating the history of football and all modern football games, soccer, American football, rugby. That it all it all comes from that one. Yeah, that one makes sort of, sense. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. And, and still very tribal. Mm. It's amazing because of like it's not the players. The, a lot of the players that you love and adore on your team didn't grow up there. They grew up in a whole host of places, and they were basically bought by your club. Yeah, but damn it, because you like that color or you live in that place, you'll go to the grave <laughs> for that team, yeah. and it's stupid. Yeah, and I know. As a grown-up person, it's stupid. But mm. go Canberra Raiders. we mentioned in the previous segment mm-hmm. right before this segment yes I have a quiz for you <laughs> yeah I remember you saying that I remember this distinctly I actually said Rob I have a quiz no I didn't say that no I'm shaking things up we had a bit of a break yeah um, denoted by the music which will be popped in there during editing I hope yep. you remember to pop that music I in. will pop it in baby one thing you can count on it's me popping it in <laughs> I feel suddenly very 
comfortable and uncomfortable all at once. Where are my pants? <laughs> You're good. Hello, future husband. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> oh, dear God, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd check things up and get the quiz out of the way now. Uh-huh. Um, basically because I wanted to shake things up. And I just wanted to do the quiz now. Sure, all right. Basically for those two reasons. Why not? Why Let's the hell not? the rule book out the window. It'll Stream a, of nonsense. Hit a cat and make a comical cat meow sound. That I'm happy to hit the cat. Yep. I will aim for the cat. I'm sure there's a cat out there somewhere. I will aim for it with my car. And it'll be... I'll make it look like an accident. <laughs> I'll, write, a- I'll write a note in cat saying, I could not stand it any longer. I jumped in front of AC's car. That's a real professional, this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, put, I'll also put like a little knife <laughs> next to the cat. <laughs> Even though it was it was a, like a run over. Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll look professional, trust That's, me. Yeah. That's right. They'll never suspect a thing. Despite the fact that I named myself in the in the letter, yeah, and that you're talking, you're like going to post this podcast on the internet. But Nobody uh, listens to this. That's true. That's, that's this. The, this is not usable as evidence in a court of law. No, definitely not. Because everything we say is false. Yeah, it's all lies. It basically is all lies, isn't <laughs> that's it? That's right. We don't even exist. <laughs> all right, I do have a quiz, uh, and I shall take a swig of beer. Mm-hmm. Because you're in suspense, because we've never done this quiz before. No, oh, really? I'm excited. A new quiz. Hmm. I'm excited and also a little scared. So you should be. It's just like your first time. It's not a crazy dentist quiz, is it? Oh, wait, I've already done <laughs> I hate you and your quiz, and I wasn't even in that quiz, and I hated it. <laughs> I feel like even though you weren't there, it still somehow hurt you. It did. That like, makes I was me happy. watching that. <laughs> I was like going, I feel so bad for Steve, because like Steve really stepped up to the plate for that episode and was like. You tortured him with yeah, that quiz. That's how I treat. That's how I treat people who who do charitable things for me with contempt and loathing. That's the true Christian way. Yeah, that's right. I think okay. it's the Bible somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. The, I never it's read the bit, the, it's the bit where you close the Bible and beat the shit out of someone with the Bible. Yeah, I never read the damn thing anyway. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jesus did it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> spoil the ending. <laughs> Uh, I knew it was that guy. <laughs> it's okay, totally. There's a shifty look. <laughs> I there are so many things I could say right now, but I am really stopping myself. It's all in the name of jest, folks. Gosh, <laughs> calm down with your pitchforks and your flaming torches, flaming crosses in the front yard. Sure, <laughs> I could say something right now. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> see how easy it is. All right, <laughs> Ixnay on the hellhole. That's Gonna happen overseas somewhere, now. You know, the chances are... <laughs> yeah, there's that too. The chances are, you and I are both going to hell together. Despite your, your Christian leanings. Yeah. And they will make us do this podcast. Look. Like 24 hours a day. Forever. <laughs> That'll be the worst punishment. So like, sit in this room with this guy you hate forever. Yeah, that would definitely be my, like, you know, Dante-esque hell. Um, I will say, though, that I will, I will be far from the only Christian in hell. <laughs> That's true. Definitely. Yeah. That place is jam-packed full of them, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> so this quiz, um, basically, mm-hmm. it is a Nintendo quiz. Okay. And you, I've actually kind of half discussed with this with you before. Mm-hmm. This is where I will give you the code name of a Nintendo system. And you have to tell me which system it is. Oh, dear. So, during development, Nintendo likes to use code names. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sometimes they end up just being what the code name is, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it's something vastly different. And then they you know, they just like to use some wacky code name for it to sound cool or just what they use for internal development. Yeah. Fair enough. Totally like fair Operation enough. Thunderstrike. Yeah, basically. Awesome. So you already know <laughs> Operation Thunderstrike. That sounds so cool. Can we have? A, can we just call something Operation Thunderstrike? Okay. How about next time I go to the bathroom, we'll call it Operation Thunderstrike. Awesome. <laughs> I'll drop a big one, boys and girls. <laughs> oh god, that was my phone. I'm terribly sorry. This is all happening live. It's my phone telling me to go to bed. As we <laughs> it's discussed, it's 45. As we discussed earlier, you suck. Being a parent makes you super lame. Yeah, except me. I'm still super cool. <laughs> That's right. You're you're the cool one. <laughs> I have an afro at the moment. Thank yeah, you very much. That is pretty. You know, you should get one of those like um, afro combs that stick in it, like ice cube. I yeah. I have had one of those before. Yeah, yeah. Last time I grew an afro in Japan, people actually, one of my workmates, um, who we referred to as Hawaiian Brian, that's that's a rad name. It is a pretty rad name. <laughs> he didn't refer to himself as that, but uh, he was a, a person who was not a hit with the ladies, but he didn't even think he was. He knew the reality, mm. but he was a numbers man. Okay, you know, he was out of ninety nine girls who say no, there will always be one girl who says yes. <laughs> And he was totally prepared to suffer through 99 rejections for that yeah. one who said yes. Yes. And I respect a man yep. who, you know, he never harassed people if they said, oh, can you leave me alone? He always did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he, he played by numbers. That's probably... He was never in, in it for a long-term relationship. He's probably the smartest man, really, when you think about it. <laughs> but uh... I think he moved to Japan because uh, Hawaii's population is not so big and mm-hmm. um, his reputation started to recede. So, yes, if you ask 100 people out a week, eventually you run out of people to ask out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see I can see the issue there. A week? I'm trying yeah. a night. <laughs> God, all right. Good, good on you, Hawaiian Brian. <laughs> I salute you. Um, so, I'm going to give you the project name okay. and you have to tell me which system it is. They're all Nintendo, so that's... Yep. Um, and if I think it's too difficult, so these are all real. There's no, there's no trick questions here. There's no trick questions. You just have to give me the name of the system. Okay. And since there's been so many Nintendo systems, you know, you stand a very good chance at this quiz. And I think mm. you will get most of them. Okay. Or don't, I think uh, you'll win. Don't ever sell. Win. Don't ever sell me. I mean, like, you know, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. All right. Okay. Um, we need to keep score. Oh God. Uh, all right. I've got a pen here, uh, and I have. Scrap this is this here. is how organized we are for stream of nonsense. You just hear the paper rustling in the microphone as we speak. Uh, okay, okay, right. ready? I am ready. All right, first one, easy one. Mm-hmm. Project Reality. Project Reality. Mm-hmm. Is that? You're saying this is the easy one. Okay, I don't feel too good right now. Is that the Nintendo? 64? It is indeed. Yes. Yeah, Project Reality. Great. I was about to say the, the Virtual Boy, but then I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no, 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 no there's no. nothing reality about the Virtual Boy. <laughs> except the the reality of pain and suffering that it brought onto its people. Yeah. When, when you realise that it sucks. <laughs> That's the red reality hits. All and, right. and it hits pretty hard, pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Alright. All right, so yes, one to you, Rob. Project okay. Reality is indeed the Nintendo 64, and it was called the Ultra 64 before it was released as the Nintendo 64. Oh, There's okay. the history of that one. Fantastic. Because remember, we just before it came out, we were still calling it the Ultra 64. Yeah, that's right. Interestingly enough. Hmm. Okay, next one. You'll get this one. Okay. Virtual Utopia Experience. 
That's got to be the Virtual Boy. It is indeed. That's yeah. right. The Virtual Boy's code name, and I think um, product code VUE, was Virtual Utopia Experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not my idea of utopia. No, I mean, it's a landscape of mostly red and black, <laughs> and uh, it hurts your eyes, and I think you're in hell. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. And Wario is making fun of you. That sounds like the place that you and I are going when yeah. we die. <laughs> to virtual boy land. <laughs> it's just... Maybe I might be a good Christian after this after just all. Just Wario kicking me in the ass, 24 hours a day. Yeah. While we're doing the podcast and yeah. him going, Ah, Wario, ah, ha, 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 yeah. have some onions. God, just shoveling onions down my throat. <laughs> Alright, next one. Okay. Iris. Iris. Or Nitro. Iris. Mm, Iris or Nitro. Oh god, okay. Iris. Uh, okay. Uh, two, two, yeah, two oh. for this one. Jeez. Sometimes you know projects will go through several iterations before they because it might be one thing at the start and then might They're combine. So the other ones had clues, you know. But yeah. This one doesn't sound like a. Yeah, this is kind of some of these are a guessing game, certainly. Mm, GameCube. No. Damn it. It is the Nintendo DS. The DS. I was gonna say DS. You should have said DS. Then. Damn it. All right. Never mind. It was all right. Okay. It was all right. All right. You still, you still ahead. You'll get the next one. Okay. Revolution. Revolution. Yep. The Nintendo Revolution. Okay. Uh, the Wii. Yeah. Yes. Because it was revolutionary. It was. Yep. It was such a big thing for a year, and then yeah, disappeared. <laughs> hey, a lot of good first-party games on the Wii. No, I yeah, I mean like any anything where you get good. I had mm. good 10 playable games. I will say, the, the one thing they really did that was dumb, though, was to put the best game as the pack-in. The best Wii game is the one you get. With... See, I don't think that was the bad thing. That yeah. sold the system. Yeah, but then what are you going to get? Like, like, I've already got a game where I can wave my dude out and play tennis. I don't yeah, but need... you still made a profit off that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. Sold 100 million units of that, so, you know. Hey. I'm not going to call that one a failure. Yeah, look, you know, they had the oldies playing in the retirement homes and stuff. I mean, exactly. That's, that's the measure of success, I think. All right, the next, is a, the next one is a little bit esoteric, mm-hmm. um, but I will give you a hint for it. Okay. Oxygen. Oxygen. It is one of the Game Boy variants. Ooh, okay. So it is a Game Boy. Okay. Uh, so let me run through the Game Boy variants. Yeah. you got Game Boy. Yep. Your OG Game Boy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the Game Boy Color. Yep. Game Boy Advance. Yep. Game Boy Advance SP. Yep. Game Boy... No. <laughs> yeah, no, there's still another one. There's the Game Boy Advance Micro. Micro, okay. Uh, okay, so one of those. And it's yep. called Oxygen. Oxygen, yep. I'm... Mm, okay. I'm going to say that this is the Game Boy Advance SP. We're close. It is the Game Boy Advance Micro. Micro, damn it! It's the Micro. Close. But no cigar for Robbie. Yeah, there was a hint there, because that one is a little bit different. Uh, I think you might get the next one. Why do not... they call it Oxygen? I don't know. This is, like, some of them aren't related to it. The Micro... Look, i got to stress that the Micro came out at a very weird time. Basically, almost not quite alongside the DS. Mm. And it was a very tiny, tiny version Mm. Of, and it had a better screen. It's just the screen was tiny, right? And I really liked it, except 
my eyesight is really poor, so I don't like it. Like, yeah. it sounds like really funny. It's something that I like to look at and have in the part of my hand, but not actually play any substantial game on. It's funny to think that, like, they went so hard for that, like, you know, making it small. I suppose if you're a minimalist, that might be good. You know, you don't want to have too much stuff in your pockets and stuff like that. But, yeah. Like, generally speaking, big screen equals better. You know, I would say, like, to an extent. I mean, to be fair, yeah. everything's in the name. It is the Game Boy Advance Micro. It Maybe. is It is very small. The only yeah. problem with that game is, that system is that you can't play Game Boy games on it. So, well, if you're a borrower, <laughs> you would love that. You'd be like, this is <laughs> That's great. your big screen TV. That's right. That's right. Uh, borrowers. Okay. Right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Please. Next one. Dolphin. Oh, I know this. Yep. Uh, okay. The Dolphin. Dolphin. The dolphin is... It swims in the sea. The dolphin is... And is also called Flipper. No, that's a lie. It's just... Flipper sounded funny. They should have called it the Flipper. Dolphin. I know this, but I don't know it. Okay, it's... It's... It's not the GameCube, is it? No, it's not. You can tell... I can tell that it's not. What is it? Tell me what it is. Is the GameCube your final answer? GameCube's my final answer. It is the GameCube. Yes! Brilliant. It is the game. Because people... I knew it was like 90s. Yeah. It was was late 90s when I think they they said what it was, but they didn't release it till like 2001 or 2002 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was actually 2001 or 2002. That's a great system. You know, remember when Nintendo just made games? Remember when Nintendo was just like, hey, it's a thing that you play games on. Enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the day... You know, before they tried to impress you with, like, a funky gimmick or something like that. Yeah, but, like, they still, yeah. like, they still all just play games. Yeah. For the most part. Like, yeah. PS2 was a DVD player. PS3 was a... And, you know, so was the Xbox One OG. Mm. And the Xbox... Sorry, the um, the PS3 was a Blu-ray player as well. Was so. the Wii U the first one they made where you could actually browse the web? Or did the DS... Did the 3DS have that? The DS had limited I think the Wii U was the first one that actually had a browser that you could like... The Wii or the Wii U? Wii U. I'm um, sure the Wii U has a browser. I'm certain of it. I'm certain It does. It. No, yeah. the Wii U does have a browser, but I think there were limited ways you could access the internet on earlier consoles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just... Why would you? Mm. I'm just imagining someone like using a, a Wii U to like check out YouTube or something. I'm sure someone... I'm sure it's actually pretty... By the by, the numbers are you know not an unpopular choice, mm. but uh... okay. Next one, okay. Dot Matrix game. Dot Matrix game. Yep. What? Dot Matrix game. Because Dot Matrix are those printers that make that sound when they're like printing stuff out. Yep, you know? that, that's a very good impression of a Dot Matrix yeah. printer. But this yeah. is Dot Matrix game. That, that that impression, by the way, would also pass for a fifty-six K modem. So you're welcome, Internet. Now feel free to use that. <laughs> I'll make that my. No, I'll make that your ringtone, and yeah. then lock your phone, it's and just, then keep dialing no, you. When, when, my, when your phone rings and it's me, it should make that sound. <laughs> Rob's on the toilet again. <laughs> That's the third thing that impression works for. <laughs> You're welcome again, internet. Um, okay, Dot Matrix game. Yep. What the hell? Oh, God. Okay. I'm thinking outside the square here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Game Boy. 
Correct. Yes. Brilliant. Very correct. Because it used a dot matrix screen. Yes. I was trying to think what is the thing. I was about to give you yeah. a hint saying yeah. think of the error that dot matrix printers yes. were in. Uh, but uh, you didn't need one. I got there. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically DMG001 is wow. the Game Boy. That is the product code uh, wow. for the Game Boy. And that's where it comes from, Dot Matrix Game. Uh, huh. It was, it, I mean, it was old technology at the time, but it worked so well for the Game Boy. As I tell you know. what, good battery life. I mean, imagine, you know, the, compared to the the Game Gear or the Lynx. The yeah. Lynx was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I so. have three Lynxes. It just goes to show, the and Lynx that's. I? I think it's probably the the Game Boy is probably the moment when Nintendo realized that that like power isn't everything. That like that that graphics and processing power. It's not... just so long as you can play fun games on it. You know? Yeah, that, that doesn't, you know... And it's, you know, portable. Yeah. The Lynx... The Game Gear, I could say, is portable. Mm. Not easily portable. The Lynx, I don't think, is portable. The first iteration is huge. It's like... Yeah. It's not even a brick. It's two bricks. <laughs> two bricks that take up a lot of power. It's like you had a violin case and you opened it up and you pull out this Lynx and... Yeah. You could, you could club someone to death with that. <laughs> Excuse me. Stick around, folks. That's right. Later in the episode... Rob gets clubbed to death by AC wielding a lynx. That, that's, what a great end to this podcast. That would be the, you know, if that, was, if that was the way I had to go out, if I had to choose the way that I died, just, just when I, all I would ask is that you make it quick, you know? Oh, can't give that one to you, Robbie. Sorry. <laughs> you got to suffer, boy. Okay, uh, next one. <laughs> For my crimes. <laughs> of my, which there are many. My many, many crimes. Uh, the Citrus. CTR. Yeah. Okay. Cit- the citrus. Citrus or C- CTR. Like as in citrus fruit. Yep. Oh God. Okay. I think it's called citrus because of the product code CTR. Okay. Uh, okay. Or what the. What so the- we've been through a lot now. So yep. There's only a few left. Yeah. You, it's really a process of elimination. So um, no more hints. Okay. Uh, okay. Game Boy Color. No, it is the 3DS. 3DS. Damn. Okay, fair enough. Yep, I'll wear that. CTR. Yeah, I found that one a little bit odd as well. I don't... I mean, I think it's... I think Citrus came from CTR, but I don't know where they got CTR from. Cathode. No, no. No. Uh, no there are no cathode rays or tubes uh, in any Nintendo product. Uh, hmm. Except the... Or except the uh, Sharp Television... NES in one. Mm-hmm. They actually released an NES included in a television set. And the same with the Famicom and the Super Famicom in Japan. Hmm. There you go. So yeah, I was wrong. But yeah, sharp release, not Nintendo released. Huh. Alright, uh, next one. Project Cafe. Project Cafe. Cafe. We're getting yeah. all hoity-toity. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like the name of like a hipster a hipster cafe somewhere. Yeah. You know? That's probably where they got it from. Yeah. Like, the, you imagine, like, okay, there's, like, a shipping crate with, like, a hipster in it who makes coffee. Yeah. It's called Project Cafe. I got a great idea. Yeah. It's where I make good coffee. This is so-so coffee. Good coffee. And I sit on a... I sit on, like, a... A milk crate. Yeah. While I make the coffee, because yeah, yeah. I'm cool. And he's wearing the kind of beret that makes you want to just punch him right in the face. <laughs> just like a Frenchman. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that kind of beret. You're with me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, personally, I've got nothing against hipsters. Do what you want to do with your life, sure. Go for it. I don't care. But Project Cafe does sound like the most like obnoxious name for a cafe. Uh, okay. So which system is it for, then? Obnoxious. Um, the Wii U? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, as much as... Uh, I actually like the Wii U. I like it. I, I think... 
the yeah. Wii U is a great system for the limited number of games I have for it. Yeah. It works very well. I think it is almost worth buying a Wii U just for Super Mario Maker. Yeah, that's a that's a great A game. That is a super game. Solid purchase. All right, so you've actually already won, as I knew you would. Uh-huh. Um, but I just thought these were fascinating enough yeah. to, to make public. It's definitely interesting. The last one. Advanced Video System. Oh, this has got to be Game Boy Advance, right? No. No? What is it? Advanced Video System. Oh, it's not the Super Nintendo. No. What is it? It is actually the prototype name Mm -hmm. for the NES. Wow. Before they bought the NES over, it was called the Advanced Video System. Wow. Uh, And the original Famicom, HVS, Mm Mm-hmm. Is home video system right? So very yeah. similar there. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, that one it was a little esoteric, but it was they were getting there. The prototype looks similar to the NES, hmm. but actually has like a keyboard and um, and tape player and stuff like the Famicom did. I suppose it was pretty advanced for its day, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, it was advanced for 1983. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that you know, the prototype was it would have been early 85. I think think mm. 84 early 85 hmm. yeah, yeah it was drumming up interest at first it was released uh very locally to the new york market for christmas a new york new jersey market wow. back in oh, uh, just in time for christmas did it take off was it like the, no it, it didn't like do gangbusters but it did well yeah. enough that it gave them confidence enough to to go full ball into the um into hmm. the into the market in 1986, the cool. North American market. There you go. Yeah, so there's some uh, Nintendo history there for you. Well, there you go. I think I've got six out of ten, so that's not too bad. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. So I'm, I'm, what I'm really glad about is that you, you predicted I would I would do well, and I did. So that's good because you know if you set the bar high, I get nervous. So yeah, I think some of these are obvious. Some of them you yeah. could have guessed, like Project Cafe. You might not have heard of that before. But yeah. it sounds wanky enough that it could have totally <laughs> have been the Wii U. Yeah. Look, I wanky know, and not very popular is how you would describe a hipster cafe, probably. I saw some stats bandying around that the uh, the DS sold 53... The original DS. Yeah. Something like 53 million units. I believe that, yeah. The Wii U sold about 13. Yeah, not much. So, yeah, not a, pop, not a, not a successful system. Um, but, uh, yeah, the DS was a... It was a powerhouse. A banger. Like, and I, I had... I think the DS was the last con- the last Nintendo console I owned. Um, was it a DS Lite or... Like uh, a- it was the DS Lite. Mm. Yeah, it was the DS Lite. Um, and that's kind of a sad thought, actually. That the last Nintendo console I owned was like 10 years ago. I remember... Yeah. What I remember about the Nintendo DS is that uh, on the day of its worldwide release... I think it was worldwide. It was in Japan. Mm. I didn't have to be at work until like 5 o'clock p.m. the next day. Mm. So I actually stayed up until the local computer store, the local um, Geo, as it's called, G-E-O. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it's not actually pronounced Geo, it's Gale. Okay. Um, which sold CDs, videos, or it was like video hire and CD hire. You could hire CDs in Japan. and um, But pretty- not video games, never video games. Because of <laughs> Nintendo... Um, <laughs> I know it's so, backwards. They're so like no, sorry. Just, Nintendo is just so like like for the family friendly company that they are. 
they're just such bastards, aren't they? Like they really are. Like yeah, <laughs> because because of what was happening in America, yeah. where people like Blockbuster could uh, like hire out games, and said this is getting cutting into our market share. Mm. Kids now might be able to actually test games and say I've either finished that in a week or this is a bad game. I don't want to buy it. Mm. And so they like they they tried to do all these things where you needed the manual for particular yeah. games and stuff and. And tried to sue Blockbuster because, like, photocopying the manual for games is a breach of, like, written copyright law. Mm. Um, so they... I don't know. So... They're very jealous about their products, Nintendo. They're very, like, They're protective. very protective, but, you know, sometimes yeah. they are assholes about it. Like, Nintendo business practices, especially in America, are not great. The early NES era is that, like, they were hauled... In front of the Senate, I think, and and then they kind of quietly changed some of their like really harsh. It's quite laws. like anti-competitive, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly what it yeah. is. Um, so, uh, where I would kind of, kind of forgot how we got here. Oh, Gayo, like yeah, yes. I I didn't buy a DS, mm-hmm. but uh, when it was released in Japan, I bought one uh, for my f- uh, roommate right. and friend Andrew Lynch. Okay, so I bought his. At like five o'clock in the morning when Gayo opened. Right, okay. And then you got to have a go of his. Yeah, 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 I guess. And yeah. I found it fascinating, but I wasn't I wasn't really into games as much then. Like I was kind of taking like I kinda of had a bit of a break with games for a while. Mm. Um although I will say I got a launch day PSP. There you go. I was there a couple of years later, five mm. o'clock in the morning at Gayo, with actually with my friend Andrew Lynch this time when we both bought uh launch day PS1s, I think. Well, PSP was a great system too. Yeah, I PSP, think. not PS One. Sorry. Uh, I think like primarily because you could jailbreak it and like, <laughs> download a whole bunch of, of like illicit stuff. But um, yeah, the PSP and the DS that was a good era. That was like the end of I would say the heyday of that was like I think the 3DS is almost it feels a little bit like the swan song of the handhelds. Like it's an awesome system, but is it the last awesome system? That's what I keep wondering when it comes to handhelds. Will the Switch be the answer to the handheld market's woes. I think or it has, will, or will it go down as like the last attempt? You know, um, I think it has to be in some aspects because Nintendo refuses to compete on the level mm. of uh, of uh, the PS4 mm. and the Xbox One. And by all accounts, it looks like a pretty bloody good handheld. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I, I can't wait to play it. Uh, and rumours are, and they're only rumours, that it is going to be region-free. And that is my big sticking point with this. Can you imagine if they did make it region-free? Would you Would you lose your shit? Would you officially lose... Would you go ape shit? No, I wouldn't. I would say, <laughs> you figured it out, you pricks. <laughs> you are a bunch of idiots who could have actually done a lot better in the market if you didn't stifle this yourselves, mm. and especially the PAL regions. I can feel... I can hear actual real rage in your voice when you say that. <laughs> it's actual, like... It's not. He's not even like putting it on. He's like no. genuinely passionate about this issue. Um, As I, I have written yeah. an article about the um, yes region locking, region locking, and why it's so stupid in a global culture. Yeah. We are trying to get everyone to play our games. If I go over here, I can't buy this game. What are you thinking? Yeah. For a portable. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Out of all the systems that you region lock, a portable has to be the stupidest. Yeah, you know, um, like. Fine, like it's weird. It was weird when you brought over. Um, I think it was for the PS3. I brought I brought Street Fighter Four to your house, and 
we played it on your Japanese PS3. Yeah. And uh, it was all in Japanese. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that works. It, like, it switches the language automatically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? That's probably the one and only time, apart from when you gave me that golf game, that we've used that functionality. But how many times a year do you go to Japan with your DS or 3DS or whatever it is? Like, you know, they could be making bank off of you. They could be clocking dollars. They could be putting the Skrilla... You know, I'm running out of hip-hop phrases to use, but... <laughs> But they seriously, they could be making money off you, right? They now. could be. You know what the sad thing is that I actually own a Japanese 3DS, so actually I'm one of those people who owns. But here's mm. the thing: like, mm. it's not just PAL and NTSC. There is NTSC J and NTSC A, which is mm. like American and Japanese. So if you own an American NTSC 3DS, you cannot use the Japanese versions of that. And it's the same. It's the same. The region locked it to the actual region, not like to the actual nation national like, region. The video format is yeah. irrelevant. It's the yeah. That's so. It's so stupid. Yeah. Deeply, deeply stupid for a portable, especially. But this is what I was talking about earlier, where Nintendo, like for all that they want to come across as like the hug, the the cuddly, fuzzy, lovely video game company. Mm. They are the most hard-edged and, like, uh, what's the word? Like, um... I think a lot of that comes out of the, the 1980s ruthlessness mm. of, of uh, Japanese economics. Well, they kind of, you know, it served them well so far. So I suppose they're probably pretty reluctant to give up on that. Yeah, um, but they, they got a, even they have to admit that there is a very much a change in, in, in culture out there. Yeah, you know? we, we are a global village now, more so than ever before. And, um, and, you know, Americans yeah. won't care about it and Japanese people won't care about it until games are released locally, which they can't access. And then that's when they'll kick up a stink. But mm. the people in the PAL regions, mm. like us and Europe, will just go, this sucks, I hate this. Mm. Because they will be able to charge us double what they charge the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. And get away with it. And Lousy then, like, they wonder, oh, I wonder why our console isn't selling so well. Yeah, mm. well, I'll throw my 3DS at your head. <laughs> And she got region free forever. Oh god. So we're talking about games finally, which is nice. <laughs> kind of. Um, kind of. Kind yeah, of. Kind of. A bit. What have you been playing? All right. Sure. All right. Um, a lot actually. Um, so your your ratio is good. Yeah, I would say I would I would say that my game life balance this past fortnight has been has been solid. I would say I would give re- it, you give it a B plus thirty six thumbs out of fifty four. Yes, exactly that many. Um, and not a thumb more. <laughs> Why do you have so many thumbs in here? Who did you get them off? I, I need them for reasons. Uh, a box of thumbs, it's fine. Don't, wor- box of Don't worry about it. It's all good. Don't think about it either. Why does it say butt plug on the side? Oh. <laughs> Look, I need it. I told you I need them. For my own personal reasons. Um, no, I've been Recreational playing- thumbs. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Is there any other kind of use? <laughs> uh, so I've been playing um, a lot of games. I'll try and I'll try and get through quickly. Uh, okay. So I have been tweeting a lot about my Rome, my Total War. Sorry, not Rome at all. My Total War Colin Attila game. Yeah. I started the game. I, I got through the prologue. I think last episode I was talking about how I played the um the prologue kind of tutorial campaign for the purposes of, of getting better at playing the multiplayer against my brother-in-law. Uh, so since that time, I started that actual campaign in Total War Attila playing as the uh, the Western Roman Empire, um, which has actually been really fun. It's probably the most fun I've had with a Total War game 
for a very long time. Probably since Shogun, since Total War Shogun, which came out, got about four or five years ago now. Um, Is the gameplay much different from the... From uh, Rome? From Rome, yeah. Yeah, look, there's a few things that are different in Attila as compared to Rome. I mean... Uh, it is a standalone game, but it is very derivative from, from Rome. Um, but there are a couple of interesting gameplay mechanics that, that Rome... Sorry, Total War Rome 2 doesn't have. Um, the number one one is that you've got um, these factions that are not actually tied to a geographic region. They're, they're, um, they're migrating factions. Oh, yeah. And uh, that you can uproot uh, if you want. And, and migrate. And that basically what that does is it destroys the settlements you have and um, sort of turns the land in your region's desolate. So rather than desolate, having a central hub, they're just... You, you're on the you, march. You're, you control a whole lot of nomadic tribes. Yeah, and your, your armies... You just basically, it turns your faction into an army. Or a couple of up. Mm. A number of different armies, depending on how big your, your lands were when you, went, when you chose to migrate. And... Um, each army kind of operates like a city. So you, if you don't move in one turn of the game, you can you can sort of build up your camp. And the camp has a build tree sort of like the cities have build trees. So you can build like... You can sort of build different like uh, like camp structures that allow you to recruit different kinds of troops. So even though you're, you don't have... You don't have, um, you know, towns and things like the other factions do, you can still develop your your culture, and kind of unlock different troop types and things like that. Um, but it requires you to, to, to sort of find land and then not move. But invariably that land is someone else's land. Um, okay. And the game, the AI in the game is, is really interesting the way it works. So when I was playing as the Romans, um, you start with a lot of these migrating barbarian tribes in your land. They're in your borders. They're within, they've, they've penetrated through the borders of the empire. And this game is set in, I should say, I think around 390 uh, AD. So we're talking like very late Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, and at this point, the Roman Empire was split into the West and East. So the Western Roman Empire was... Um, the capital was actually in Milan at this point, not Rome. Okay. And the Eastern Empire is doing much, much better than the West. The West is kind of like very, very um, economically in strife uh you you start the game with a lot of uh public order problems there's a lot of insurrection and discontent amongst the populace so you're presented with this really big challenge because you've so got... rome is still a part of it yeah yeah rome is still there and it's a very important it's a very like you know it's built up it's a very like developed city the, the mm. italian peninsula is probably the most developed part of your empire but the rest is kind of rotting in the sense that you you start the game with economic problems, not a lot of um, of funds to to solve those problems with. Like, you know, ideally you would like to be able to start, you know, building buildings in the cities and re- rejuvenating the, the economy and, you know, plant, you know, building farms to deal with the food crises that you have and things like that. But you can't do that because there are barbarians on the doorstep, you know, 
And you find it difficult to maintain armies in the field because of the economic issue. So it really does a good job of simulating I like, what went wrong with the Roman Empire at this time. And I really how like it, the idea that it's yeah. not all about armies. Like you, mm. you need to you need to put a lot more focus on rather than just conquering everyone. Yeah, it's it like you need to keep your citizens happy. There needs to be economic. It actually kind of sounds like civilization in that sort of aspect. I yeah, guess. it's actually really, really. It's it's one of the most fun times I've had with the game because I'm actually losing territory. I'm actually like to me. The measure of success at this point in the game has been that I've kind of stabilized the situation. Like I've, I find, I feel like I'm kind of like, I'm at the point now after having played it for a few hours, like you know, I'd say about twenty hours or so, that like, okay, I don't think that I'm going to lose more land now. Like I've kind of, I've kind of like solidified my position, but in the process, I've lost Britain pretty much. Mm. Um, this was around about the time when when the Romans did pull out of Britain as well. So it's really fun to sort of see how the game simulates the decision-making of, like, well, Britain's a bit of a write-off now. It's hard to defend. There's a lot of mm. tribes, like the Picts, the, you know, the Scottish and the Irish are constantly sort of, like, invading your land. And it's so far from Italy um, and, your, and your, like, well-developed areas that it's difficult to get armies up there to deal with the problem. And After all, end, you just don't care. At the end of the day, I was just like, oh, you guys can have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I've, I've, still got, I've still got London, but the rest of Britain... Is, is gone and I think London will fall soon as well um, so now that you've got uh, this amount yeah. of experience do you think you can finally properly defeat your brother-in-law in battle look I had another rematch with my brother-in-law during uh, the last fortnight yep I did rather poorly actually I ah. lost most of my battles against him he's very sneaky he's a very sneaky man he does sneaky things you know like I had a siege battle against him I was defending the siege and um my problem is that I I don't have I'm not good at multitasking, so I was folk. He sent most of his force at the front gates of the city, and I was doing a pretty darn good job I thought of of repelling his army. Like they broke through the walls, but I was finding them in the streets and like you know using the streets as like choke points to like stop him from getting further into the city. And basically winning, I was winning that battle. But what I didn't notice, which is incredibly embarrassing. Because the game has a radar, and you can actually see what's happening across the whole battlefield. But I was so focused on this this one area, I didn't see it. He'd sent one unit around the back of my city with ladders, scaled the walls, opened the like uh, captured one of the gates on the other end of the city, opened the gates, and sent in cavalry into my city. Oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah. So when you say sneaky, you're basically saying you had a better strategy than you. Well, he was he he was actually he actually took pity on me and said. Do you know that I've done this? <laughs> because he was just like, I can't believe he hasn't noticed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of sad when. Yeah. yeah, I'll be the first to admit that he is better at this game than me because he's more cunning than me. He's more, I think, in a, in a stand-up fight like a like a, just a slug match, I can hold my own. But he is very he's very sneaky and cunning, and he d- does things that that really play play to my weaknesses, you know? Well, I mean, that's good. That's what, yeah. you, that's what you're meant to do so as it's a been, strategist. It's been really fun. I'm looking forward to another another uh, uh, bout of a game. We played about... I think we played about four or five games, and I lost... I lost all but one of those. So, yeah, that was quite... It was quite... Um, it's, it's smarted. I felt quite, um, like, ashamed of myself. Mm. 
but you know, I'm I'm enthusiastic for another another go. So that's been my Total War gaming. Total War is probably going to be a bit of a constant for me for the next, you know, few it'll, months. It'll be good so. if you can ever come back to us and say, yes, I can now trounce. I my, trounced him. Well, my, well not, not 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 just once because mm. anyone can do that on occasion, but like mm. every time. Just trounce him to the fact where he says, I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. That is what you're looking for, because that's when you know you've won. I don't know that I want to get to that point, but look, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but I'm getting more wise to his his tactics, you know? Like, All right, so yeah. have you been playing anything else? Like any other, uh, any other games? Yeah, so I've, I, I've recently restarted a game of The Witcher 3. So actually, because it's been so long since I played The Witcher 3 last time, I just started a new game again. Yeah, fair enough. And I've just gotten through the opening area. I got further than I did last time. And I'm actually really, really enjoying it. I think now might be the right time for me to play that game. Are you playing it every day? Because I think uh, you need yeah, to kind of this week keep I have. up with it to a certain extent. Yeah, this week I've been putting in about an hour or two each morning. Uh, and um, yeah, the game's opening up now to like, you know, the. I've gotten out of the starting area. That's good. And I'm just about to start like the the bigger uh, part of the game itself. Um, very much looking forward to that. I'm enjoying the game's um, story a lot, and I think it does a really good job of giving you a feel for the, the setting. And I, I, It kind of makes me regret that I haven't played The Witcher 1 or The Witcher 2, because I feel like this is a really interesting fantasy setting that they've, that they've created, and... Um, it upsets me that I don't know the backstory of the ca- of the characters well enough. But you don't need uh, to to play. The yeah, game. not no. You don't necessarily need to. But there's there's a sequence where this this guy questions you about your past, and I think that's the way that the game like let, lets new players who haven't played Witcher one and Witcher two like like kind of understand a bit about what happened you in those games. Um, I'm a Witcher. My past is the witchiest witch that ever witched. <laughs> But it does give you these moral choices, which I'm enjoying a lot, actually. So I always choose wrong. So there's but the thing about this game is that unlike most games that give you moral choices, they're not straightforward. Like it's not like are you evil or are you good. It's not like that. Like it's more, it's much more grey, which I'm in, which I'm liking. So one of the things about witches is that they're supposed to not do anything. This is what I understand anyway. Is they're not they're not supposed to help people unless they're getting paid. That's kind of like the Witcher code, like the kind of mercenaries, you know? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And you can choose to do things for free if you want, or you can demand payment. And you can actually even haggle for more money. You can actually tell the peasants, like, you want me to kill this ghost for you? Yeah, I'll do it, but 20 gold isn't enough. I need 30. You so know, people, people probably hate these Witcher guys. They, right? they don't like them, but they need them, yeah. you know? So it's cool. It's, and I've been playing as a total jerk asshole. Like, mm. I always demand money, and I, and I, like, refuse to do things if people don't pay me, and I'll... Whenever it says when it gives you an option to like, do so it do you free. get a reputation out of I, that? I've read on Wikipedia. I haven't spoiled anything for myself, but I've read that in Witcher One and Witcher Two, these choices do come back to haunt you, but often in like unexpected ways. Oh. So I'm hoping there'll be some payoff for my like my 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 very like mercenary kind of approach to the game, where I just thought it would be fun for once to play a a jerk who only does things for money. And it, I think it plays into the character because he seems like a real hard-assed bastard. The, um... He's got to make a living, you know? Yeah. If, if you're a witcher. Like, he's, he, he looks out for his own and he's loyal to his friends. But everyone else, you know... Got to get paid. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm enjoying just kind of being a dick to people. Like, I made this farmer pay me extra money for this job I was doing. And he was, like, you know, saying, like, oh, I was going to give this... What did he say? Oh, this is the dowry for my, like, my daughter's wedding. 
And I'm like, oh well, you know, <laughs> too bad kind of thing. Like, I'll marry your daughter, then I'll kill her too. <laughs> I just basically said, like, I think he says something like, this is, I don't think I've ever been given a dowry before for my job. You know, <laughs> you have the option to, to like say, Certain oh, right, I'll let you off. But I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Nope. <laughs> I need that gold, baby. What do you buy with it? Um, weapons and armor and like prostitutes. Can you buy prostitutes? Look, I think there is sex scenes in this game. Yep. Um, I haven't come across anything like that yet, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, look, yeah, I'll probably play as the biggest slime ball in the world. I'm sure because I just I usually always play as the good guy, and I thought for once in this game I'm gonna be a total piece of shit. So. You know what happens to me when I have those moral choices? Mm. No, I, I try and be good. I try. Lord knows I try. <laughs> Obviously not very hard because I always end up being the bad guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, just just that civilian got in the way just a little bit, and yeah. I killed twenty of them, <laughs> but by accident. Uh, I mean, they're kind of fun when you shoot certain civilians in certain games. They scream in a particular way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'm a good man. I'm just saying sometimes I try and fail. I think the one best example I can give of how much of a jerk I've been is that there was this this a dwarf in the village that you start the game in. And this is not spoilers because it's right at the start of the game. Hmm. Um, his forge has been burnt down by someone who's really racist against dwarves, and he like asks you for help to like track down the person who did it. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll help you out. <clears throat> Went through a sort of little quest of sort of you know like investigating the crime scene and figuring out who'd done it. And I tracked the guy down, and uh, and he goes, "Look, mate, I, you caught me." red-handed, you know, I admit it, I did it. And he's like, how about this? I'll give you some money if you don't turn me in. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, yep. And then, I went suck, over, Rob. and then I went over to the dwarf and I was like, yeah, I couldn't find the guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> he got away. Yeah. And he was like, Jeez, I looked he was like, high. Oh, well, he was like, oh, well, thanks for trying anyway. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> did he give you money? <laughs> no, but he offered to like sell me stuff. And- oh, <laughs> It was just like I was just like, yeah, this is. Fun. I really hope this comes back to bite you. <laughs> I don't know. I hope in so. like in like the worst way possible. But the worst part was the guy. The guy who I let off was like, yeah, you know, you and me, we got to stick together. Damn these non-humans, you know. <laughs> so he was a racist as well. He thought I was racist too. He was like, yes, us racists have to stick together, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> the felt, racist code. I felt a little weird about that, but all right, whatever. I screwed that dwarf over pretty good. Um, so that's that's been me, just The Witcher Three and uh, and more Total War. So. I'll probably have more to report vis-a-vis The Witcher next uh, episode. What about you, AC? How's your gaming and life been? Have you been striking the right balance? Uh, my balance has been a little off, um, which is kind of odd because I've had this week off. I took a week of parental leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now I, I'm using two weeks in January when I'm overseas of parental leave and with this week I'm now out of parental leave right you officially ran out I'm officially yep. depleted of that leave I have other types of leave I can use if I need to mm-hmm. of course but um, I feel like I've barely worked this year <laughs> but like I've still done my full time job mm. in a much more limited space yeah because yeah. like I still need to do the work that I need to do it's just that it, it's been compressed so yeah yeah I find that when you take a day off, it just means that you have to work like five days in four. That, yeah, you know, that always happens. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, though to be fair, my my workmates are really good, and they will pick up my slack for me. And because my jobs are very reactionary, mm. they will do the stuff. It's just the follow up stuff when I get back that requires a lot more work. Yeah. 
Um, so you're taking a week off, but you're saying your gaming has not really been... Well, no, because uh, basically two reasons. Number one, my my baby was sick. May was sick at the beginning of the week. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. She had what was a cold, which turned into like an inner ear infection. Oof. And she needs ears. Yes. Because she's blind, so she needs ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, um, I decided to take... The week off, so I could help Maria, that's, my that's, wife. That's the good choice. That's the husband-like choice to uh, And yeah. I did. You know, sometimes there's not a lot I can do. Um, but, you know, I can help as much as I can. Because when when babies are breastfeeding, like, there's... Sometimes your options become much more limited. Mm. It's not like, I will take the baby for half a day and yeah. keep her entertained and stuff. It's like, yeah. no, mother has to be there for certain bits of it. They are very much tethered together, aren't they? They very much are. And yeah. I, I helped exactly when I where I could. Mm. Uh, and then we had an appointment with the Royal Deaf and Blind Children's uh, Society in um, for Canberra for Friday, which is today when we're recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that went quite well. Apparently, like, just instinctually, Maria and I are doing the right things for May. Like, you know, like, you know, getting her to touch things, giving her space to explore um, without fear. Uh, and, you know, like, telling her what we're doing before we do something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, little noise cues, like, up, up, when you pick her up, rather than just, like, wrench her off the ground. Yeah, because she won't be able to she, anticipate. She doesn't, yeah, she yeah. can't anticipate stuff like that. So, yeah. she, she knows... You know, she if you say up to her, she'll usually roll into like a cute little ball. So in other <laughs> words, tense the muscles so yeah. she knows you, you can pick her up. Yeah, right. So you know that it, it's it's good that we've been doing all that stuff, right? Mm. Uh, right. And I don't know. Um, like, I'm glad I took the week off, mm. but it's been an incredibly busy week because with May being sick, we had to administer neurofin mm. and antibiotics. Yeah. The, despite the fact that these things are cherry sweet flavored, she's yeah. not used to sweet things. Yeah, yeah, and it's completely foreign to her because all she drinks is breast milk. Does she not like the cherry? Because my my daughter hates the cherry flavored. Yeah, yeah. She and administering these things, yeah, she hated. And I know what you're thinking. Oh well, maybe coin up the kaiba. You can maybe administer <laughs> things from the other end. I wasn't thinking that, but sure, okay. Um, apparently, what's all my my more experienced workmates were telling me, and apparently she's too young for that, or uh, for too too young for the types of things that you would stick up the back end. The suppositories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that wasn't an option either. She hated neurofen. She got okay with antibiotics, but she still cried, and she would cry with her mouth closed. No. But she couldn't do it, so she'd have to open her mouth, and that's when you have to stick like a, a bit of it in. But yeah. it, you can't stick too much in because otherwise she'd vomit, and then you'd have to do it again. So yeah, God, it so sounds familiar. Yeah, it's so so hard, and that takes up so much time. You know, every parent I've spoken to, which admittedly is fairly few, but. They've all said that their kid doesn't like the cherry-flavoured Panadol or the cherry... You know, like, it's actually really hard to find uh, painkillers that are not cherry-flavoured. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. if it wasn't sweet, they might just vomit it up straight away. Yeah, Because they might, the, it might be so bitter yeah. that they that their systems at such a young age might not be able to handle it. But at yeah. least as much as they hate it here, they can. It's hard to make... You can't make it, like, breast milk flavoured, can you, I suppose? So it's difficult. Not realistically. Yeah. Not as far as I know. Otherwise, they would have tried that. It'd be a little weird, but I'm sure they... Look, if they... If I mean, they... you're not going to go to the source for that. Yeah. You're not going to say, hook them up to the dairy machine, love. <laughs> Here at RX Studio. <laughs> I, I mean, like... Yeah. You, I don't know. You, I just you'd find some think... kind of chemical substitute, but yeah. no, it, yeah. it's not really an option. So in between all of that happening... Okay. 
Uh, my dad was around at my house uh, putting a wall in, installing a wall in my garage. And I must say, I didn't know your dad was... I mean, I knew your dad was, like, handy with cars. Yep. I didn't know he could do, like, you know, plaster work, plaster work or masonry, whatever you call it. Oh, yeah, no, he does it. Um, I mean, he's he has done it before where he's knocked out walls and, like, you know, like, there's a little... Uh, there used to be in, in our old place in, um, in Canberra. Yeah. There was like an archway mm. uh, and a little like sunroom and it was big enough to be a bedroom. So he knocked out that wall and just put like put up frames and insulation and turned it into a bedroom. Wow. So, it, you know, instead of a three bedroom house it became a four bedroom house. He's a very handy man. He's a very handy man. Yes. Mm. Uh, I learned some skills off him, but I'm nowhere near his level. But that wall, I mean, I went and saw the wall yep. today. Let me tell you, folks. It's a solid wall. It looks good. As, as much shit as I give my dad, and I do like to make fun of him, and yeah. he makes fun of me. We just have that kind of relationship. Mm. Uh, he he really comes through when you need him. And I said, I really want this wall up here because the front bit, the garage gets incredibly hot because it catches the afternoon Australian sun. Mm. So the front bit where you pull up the garage door mm. is now a shed where we can keep storage stuff, tools... Well, you know, all the things that you don't normally want to use a lot and belong outside or in a shed. Yeah, yeah. And the where and behind the wall mm. that's connected to the rest of the house has mm. become like a full-on retro gaming room, mm. rumpus room sort of like entertainment Man area. cave slash whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I hate that phrase, I just, but like, yeah, you know, it applies. I, as, as, I really kind of yeah. want to go back to my like eight-year-old self mm. and just say, look, your life's going to suck sometimes, but look what you get in the future. Yeah. It's going to be all of these games, all of these systems, like mm. basically all the major, the overwhelming majority of the major systems, mm. like consoles from the 20th century, yeah, yeah, are going to be there, playable all at once on this television with a projector mm-hmm. and an arcade machine. It is pretty much like the wet dream of like the... The twelve-year-old you, yeah, less. except basically. with less boobs, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think I would have been jealous. Like if if little kid me saw that, it would yeah. have been like, what do I get? And I would have been like oh, a room with books in it, and I would have been like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. So while well, so I was I I kept offering to help Daddy. Goes no, I'm right, no, I'm right, and he kept yeah. saying, I'm going to teach you how to do this. No, you're just getting away. <laughs> so he did most of it himself. I did do. I did try try and help with some bits, but yeah. May was sick, and he knew that I was trying to help them. Mm, so mm. Uh, basically, I rearranged everything in there after Dad was finished. I had to move everything back in, uh-huh. like scrub the floors and get all the the white powder off things. White powder is like part of the chipboard that you put up, not cocaine, as you're thinking. <laughs> I wasn't, but all right, now I am. <laughs> uh, and that did a number on my body. Um, because yeah. there was just I was doing everything by myself, and there is some really heavy equipment in there, mm, mm. so it looks great now, and it's, yeah. it's such a great entertainment space. But I was just so sore because I wasn't feeling a hundred percent like mm. I, because the hay fever's really kicked in, and yeah, uh, and so it's just like it's Friday night now, uh, and today. I went and got my car registered mm-hmm. uh, for Canberra because I bought it off my dad again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struck me a real bargain there. No, he didn't. I paid. I paid market price for that car. He, <laughs> he, he would not be negotiated with, but I needed a bigger car. Actually, yeah. that's that's not fair. It was it was a little bit cheaper. So yeah, yeah. But um, I I've just been so busy. Mm. So gaming wise, not so much. 
You know what? I did play one game. Okay. I did turn on the Wii U, uh-huh. and I played Super Mario 3D World. Well, okay, cool. A great yeah. game. You and I together played through the overwhelming majority of we that game. We still haven't beat it, have we? I tried to beat it. Mm. And what happened was, I got as far as the big castle with the lock, and it said, you need a hundred. You need like 130 stars, mm. green mm. stars. I yeah. only had like 122, so I had to go backtrack. Yeah. And the backtracking to do all those levels again, because I haven't played it in like, you know, six months or a year or however long it's been, was quite fun. Mm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the amount of stars that I needed. Didn't even remember some of these levels I did before. And I went, oh, it's kind of like doing them for the first time because I have a horrible memory. <laughs> got into the game, got into the castle, got as far as the Bowser boss. Mm-hmm. That's where my problem started. Okay. So Bowser isn't usually that hard of an enemy. Is he actually difficult in this one for once? Not. He probably isn't. Mm. I just, I'm just not hitting the pattern right. Right. Yeah. So, and I started to get frustrated. But basically, he is in a car. He goes backwards and throws bombs at you. Okay. And then you kick the bombs back, and like every time it hits the car, it does a little bit of damage. It's right. not three hits and you're dead. You know, you've got to, got to keep hitting them, and then the wheels fall off, and then ba-bow, you kill him. Mm-hmm. There are spikes coming out of the floor while well, this happens, and he breathes fire, and then, of course, there's like a spot of fire which you can't hit. Right. This is made incredibly annoying by the fact that he bowls the bombs that you got to hit back in different directions every time. If your character right. is slow, mm-hmm. and I was using Princess Peach because she hovers above everything, but yes. she's very slow. Yes. You maybe every time he does this, you can only hit maybe one back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If that, if you're in the right position, mm. while dodging all these other obstacles. Now, I'm not saying it should be that difficult. It's probably not, and I'm out of practice. Mm. But what I did notice is I could not beat him because I kept running out of time mm. and after a while he just wouldn't chuck as many bombs at you yeah like, because it was like if, if he kept chucking them at a regular pace I could trounce him but he stops oh, okay. and moves to a different area like up higher and then like there's something there which means that I can't get him every time and I think I figured out what the problem was number mm. one me I'm out of practice yeah. number two I blame you <laughs> if I was there exactly as Toad exactly the, the speediest and most stupid of the characters the most annoying you are the most annoying character but yeah. in this you could yeah. have one on each side where mm. you both um, Toad is my main yeah in, the, in Mario small game. and annoying <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a tall guy in real life but I think yeah. my spirit animal is like a small annoying guy so, <laughs> you know in spirit I, I am Toad so uh, yeah yeah alright well maybe we should pick that up sometime and, and try and get through that See, uh, what what adds insult to injury the, is the fact that I couldn't beat it. And mm. I'm guessing that after this, I'm guessing there's another boss fight or another world opens up because it's only the seventh one. Uh, there's always eight worlds. As far as I know. Mm. I could be wrong here, but I'm assuming that's the case. But if you fail enough times, it gives you mm. like a golden... Ah, uh, but that's like the... That's like the, that's like the, you know... The cheat. You're the cheating. Sh- it's like the, it's the shameful thing to use. And I haven't used yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And Marie said, why do you use that? I refuse. I refuse to cheat yes, at this game. I, I absolutely refuse. I'd I rather know, die a thousand times. I know how you feel, and I, I would definitely be, you know, doing the same thing. There's always, like, that moment in some game. A lot of modern games do it where, like, do you want to just skip past this? It's like, no. no. Like, no. I yeah. mean, I will, I will admit that I am bad at this game and mm. cannot beat 
this probably most simple boss that I just can't figure out the pattern <laughs> rather than cheat. Yeah, definitely. I will come out and say, I suck at this rather mm. than go, I'll take the easy option and fly through this level. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I, I, I'm with you. You're doing the right thing. Stick with it. So other than that, mm. um, I put some games uh, on my Retro Freak but haven't played them yet. It's one of those things that... Actually, no, that's a lie. I did start one game. I started Secret of Mana. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that's a big commitment. That that's game. the problem. Yeah. I've played through maybe the first half hour of that game. Mm. I played it twice, 15 minutes each time. I got the rusty sword and then mm-hmm. all this stuff happened. Then I fought a boss. I died so many times on that, like this one boss thing that I just don't, haven't mastered the controls yet. I will say, I think that's up your alley. I mean, it's an action RPG. Exactly. That's so, why I wanted to play it. Yeah. But my wife has been pushing me to, and this week, because we thought, oh, we'll just be lounging around on the couch looking after a sick baby. Mm. We should play Chrono Trigger, which I, I also own. Mm-hmm. Um... So and I thought, oh, I kind of just started Secret of Mana, it's an action RPG. Maybe that'll get me in the mood. Number one, no, it didn't get me in the mood. <laughs> Number two, it wasn't lying around on the couch all week. It was mm. like looking after sick baby, and then looking after sick wife. Yeah. And then like, you know, the wall is being built, and then I had to move stuff in. So I just, I literally have not had time. Yeah, yeah. And those games, like whether it's Secret of Mana or... Um... Chrono Trigger, I mean, they're both big investments in yeah. time. We're talking like, you know, 40 hours. But after you, you get know. into them, after you get into yeah. the games, you'll want to keep playing it. But I just haven't kicked off the inertia yet to be able to do that. I will but say, I want to. I haven't... I played a bit... Secret of Manor, I haven't completed. I Because I, I always borrowed it from my friend Nathan. Uh, but I, I I played a fair bit of it. Like, you know, past the opening stuff. I, got, I, I sunk my teeth into it a bit. Yeah. But it didn't grab me... I think Chrono Trigger has a much stronger plot. So if you... It yeah. depends whether you want... Because I think the gameplay in Chrono Trigger you might find less fun, but the plot is quite The plot good. sounds important. I just wanted something which was an action RPG. And it's RPG. time travel, which you should be super into. I'm super into that. Yeah. It's just the, the combat system in uh, most JRPGs I hate. Mm. Uh, but, mm. you know, if it's a good plot, I'm prepared to give it a go. But the thing is, with Secret of Mana, now I heard a rumour, mm. and it might be true, it probably is true, and I just haven't... Um, you know, had the validity um, checked on it. Volition, the verity? Verity, yes. Yes. Uh, basically, that it was in production to be a, a Super Famicom PlayStation, as in that combination. Ah. And people say there are bits missing, and it seems to be like there are whole sections taken out of it. Hmm. So maybe it was developed for like a, the CD add-on, Okay. And then they couldn't do it and they just released it on cartridge. I don't know whether that's true or not, but it does. Apparently, there does seem to be a lot that has been taken out of that game. Huh. So it doesn't it doesn't quite add up as much. Yeah, I think Chrono Trigger is much... Look, it, it's that's a solid game. I mean, have you finished Have you finished Chrono Trigger? No, but I watched I watched an entire playthrough of it. Ah. So, uh, and I, yeah, so I, I think that game has a lot, of, a lot going for it. Um, but... Yeah, look, I can't, I can't speak for it personally, but having watched people play through it, uh, I think the game is a real package. Um, so I haven't seen, I haven't played through or seen a playthrough of Secret of Mana, so I can't speak so much about that one. But it is an action RPG, so I'm not sure which one I would recommend to you. But they're both, they're both something you should probably play. Yeah, as a retro gamer, I feel like, and they're not Final Fantasy. Like it's, I, you know, like yeah, I know you're not a big fan of that series. Um, and I think, I think these games are are quite different to that style. 
even though Chrono Trigger is uh, a more traditional JRPG, it does a lot of interesting things with that genre that, that you might find I'm interested really... in the plot of that game and like yeah, even to... people who don't like JRPGs have mm. come out saying this is the one you have to play which is why I got it because yeah. it's got so many rave reviews it's just as you said it is a time sink and it's a time commitment mm. and I just I just got to put the the effort in I think yeah. and sometimes like I'm just so tired and I'm going away to Japan in less than a month yeah, I mean, you don't have a lot of time. And, and you you started playing Symphony of the Night the other... Last episode, you were talking about Symphony of the Night, so... The reason I started playing... Mm. Um, I know it sounds funny, um, mm. but the reason I started playing uh, Secret of Mana mm. is because I thought I was going to have lots of free time. Mm. You know, like, while Baby was asleep, because that's what babies... Babies scream when they're sick, and, and but mostly stay asleep, because mm. they get sick of screaming after a while. I thought... I would play that because it was on the Retro Freak because mm. the rest of my games room mm. was in utter disarray ah. and not connected up. I thought it would take me weeks to get everything connected back up again. Yeah, yeah. But it, it took me a day of solid work. Okay. I just didn't think I'd have a day of solid work mm. um, because I didn't think I'd have time. But it turned sure. out I did for that one day and I just wanted to get it done. I just, I'm just i worried that if you're starting all these different RPGs, you're not going to finish any of them. Yeah, like, no, no. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I yeah. really should focus on Symphony of the Night because it's very much more up my alley, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely the most actiony of yeah. the three. It's just because I'm a social gamer. Mm. You need someone there to like. Yeah, it's like Maria, my wife, actually said that she does want to play Chrono Trigger with me, so mm. that's why she's pushing me towards Chrono Trigger at the moment. Might, you might enjoy it, even. If, I know you're not a big RPG guy, mm. but having someone there who's really enthusiastic about that game might be what you need. It might be. It might be the catalyst. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. Yeah. The problem is that I spend so little time with my wife after I get home from work. Mm. It's basically dinner, bath the baby, and then bed. Yeah. So it would take years to get through it. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, with me and Meg, it's like, you know, I get home, I play with my daughter for an hour. Then we, you know, put her to bed. And then we have like maybe an hour and a half, two hours max. And we watch a TV for a bit. And then we just like go to bed and talk for a bit. You know, like there's not a lot of time to do much in the evening. Even though that should in theory be... Like, the time to live. And, yeah. You know, the baby's asleep. It's like, hurrah, you know, perfect time. But... We need you, sleep. You're so old. tired and, like, because, you know, Meg's been looking after the baby all day. I've been working, so... It's not as not as much time as you'd think, but... Uh, no, so we're yeah. not striking a great balance, but... The yeah. fact that we get to play, mm. or in my case, sample games... <laughs> so, would you say your balance has been... I mean, my balance, I would say this Fortnite has been, has been solid. I would say, like, a good... A good, you know, 17 out of 23. But um, I think mine's more of a, a 9 out of 27 in the fact that I, I, I got, like, the Whitlam sampler. I kind of got a taste of some. Yeah. I got a few that were a bit odd-flavoured, but, you know, edible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. So, with that, I think we're heading towards the two-hour mark. Yeah, which we might wrap this baby up and post it in the mail. I don't I don't have the copy. With, would you like me to read it? Uh, not you know, read the thing I don't have. As long as you don't do a queen voice. Ah, damn it. <laughs> You're going to falter one day, boy. You're going to falter. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Game Life Balance. That's right. Yep, keep going. Balance. Balance. Game Life Ballet Australia. That's way more fancy than Game Life Balance. My little pinky is out when I say that. Uh, That's not a euphemism for something else. Uh, It is. It really is. I should call him Mr. Pinky. Did you nickname yours? (laughs) I don't have a name for mine, no. No. 
My thing, my little finger, I mean, of course. <laughs> Nothing rude or risque on this podcast. Not at all. Let me tell you. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance uh, podcast. Game Life Balance Australia, Australia podcast. podcast. There's another podcast out there called Game Life Balance US. Uh, they're probably going to sue us soon, but you know. <laughs> Give them, a, give them a listen or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're sounds, all right. Sounds fine. They're all right. Rob's on Twitter. Rob is at Reboarded. I'm at ProdTally. We have an official one, uh, which is GLB Australia. Yeah, that one's dying a slow death. but I love it. We should keep it It's up. on life support. <laughs> look, chuck us a review. I should just do this Australian. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, listen, mate. Just chuck us a review on iTunes, will you? You know, that really helps us. Stay, it helps us stay fair dinkum. Don't you be know, a dickhead. Just yeah. give us a bloody review, will you? Yeah, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that slipped out we finally dropped the C-bomb we just look took 20 episodes th- that's what happens when I talk Australia <laughs> this is why I, I never use my I never go full Aussie I never go full Aussie on this podcast because uh, that's what happens full Aussie is, is, is scary it's terrifying <laughs> it's very terrifying I'm already wearing a blue singlet all of a sudden <laughs> stubby shorts and I drive uh, a truck so if you want to listen to our stuff, where can they go, AC? Where can they go to hear the, the, the old episodes of our original series, uh, video content, blog posts, etc.? Uh, www. Uh, hang on, what have you got written here? Uh, redtube.wait.com. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's bookmarked up here. Hey, Rob's super happy fun time. <laughs> I went. You know what's funny is that in this like in this version of reality, I went out of my way to rename the bookmark. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, okay. Uh, no, no, it's um, gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. It's long, but you should go there because there's some good stuff there. There is. There really is. Mm-hmm. You should go there. If, Give if us a good review. If for no other reason than to like see the the stupid featured images I use for this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's that. Um, GameLifeBalance.us for the American chaps. Uh, they're good blokes. They put up with our nonsense. So do um, if you like our stuff, give them a listen. Why not? Give them a try. You know, may not be your cup of tea, but hey, whatever. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. I have been Andrew AC Yoshimura, and I have been joined by the illustrious Robert Rob compatriot Bailey. I don't. You know what? You know what's funny about your middle name? You have two middle names. It's very hoity-toity. I do, yeah. i got to say. It's very, it's very ooh-la-la-la-dee-da. And I know exactly what both of those middle names are. But I always like to make something up. Like, I, I get one of them right and they just make the... Like, Equitus. <laughs> Equitus. I wish one of Robert, was... Robert Jeffrey Equitus Bailey. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, next episode will be back to our regularly scheduled program episode 21 we'll probably do something a bit less rambling than this uh hey rob mm, next time yeah we should play an engage game that that is the worst idea i've ever heard <laughs>